0: Hey, welcome to the heavy hole. My name is Tom. I'm Big Will, aka Uncle, but really I don't want to talk about that tonight.
1: I'm Justin. Hey. Oh, what's up, Justin? <laughs> hey. But hey. Uncle doesn't want to talk about
0: it. I, I oh, don't what's want that? to I really don't want to open up to you guys. I don't no, I'm kidding. What's going on? How's every let's oh, let's open up to each other right now about the weekend. Let's start it off nice. Nice, nice. Let's warm up. You know, what's going... Tom, uh, J- Justin, don't worry. We're going to get to you. I'm okay. I promise. I have no secrets. Yeah, I... Just just like uh, 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 uh 90s R&B sensation all for one, uh, I swear that yeah. we will do your How's the Weekend. How was your weekend, Tom?
1: Good. You know, I, I was... Um, I got... What was that called? I got sick last week, and then I was recovering all weekend on this rainy Memorial Day weekend. Not...
0: COVID-related. Not COVID-related. We related. have to stress that. Yeah, because... I took a COVID test. and um, Yeah, the it classic did... movie, The Andromeda Strain. They will come in the suits and drag you out while we're yeah. recording the
1: podcast. No, it turns out I got sick from uh, hatred and stress. Oh, um, so it was so...
0: Cuomo-related.
1: I'm sorry. Somewhat, I'm, somewhat some on, would say. Come, come no, uh, yeah, I got a little under the weather, a little shot, been burnt out. Sorry to hear driving, that. Driving on overdrive, driving overdrive.
0: Overthrust. Overthrust shot to Botswana Africa.
1: Yeah, dude. So I'm recovering now. If you hear me coughing, that's that. That's um,
0: it's not COVID. Mm. It's anger. It's hate. It's stress. Mm. It's anxiety. Hatred, anger, disgust. Album by Pyrexia. I'm on a mm. roll with this. There you go. Keep very doing sharp, it. I'm very sharp. Very sharp. Yeah. Warming up the old gears because I got to think tonight.
1: Of course. Yeah, but I'm I'm back at it. Uh, as happy as one could be. Okay. So that's All where right. I'm at now. Eight coleslaw over the uh, wet weekend
0: yeah. oh, that, yes. whoa that's uh that i don't want to know what you do in your private life sir all right that's that's over the line I'm justin next, I'm, I'm gonna next. parlay over to you i Here don't want to know nothing about macaulay colkin or coleslaw
1: well like uh legendary uh 90s arena rock sometimes they visit the club band sister hazel uh my weekend was all for you uh did a lot of fishing will uh, pulling in the bluefish. Is, uh,
0: is this? A, is he speaking Irish like dialect? You can't English. Like you I can't I, I even imagine. I heard Hazel, and I don't even know what's going on. <laughs> what? That, that was an interesting sentence you chose to. to, to. I
1: thought I was speaking your language. Here's a weird uh, song reference while I'm talking about uh, (laughs) something else here. All for you, Sister Hazel, look it up.
0: uh, Legendary. I went
1: fishing, Will. It was better, okay? It was better than this one. Is that
0: how they say I went fishing in Ireland? I meandered through the arena with Hazel. I think they were from,
1: like, Ohio or Kansas or something. Okay,
0: all right. They were from the great Red, White, and
1: Blue. Uh, You know, Red, White, and Blue, right to you. I think everybody had that this weekend, which was really nice. Um, that's it, man. Only uh, call it the blue fish, not the red ones or the white ones. I'm
0: just busting balls. I'm jealous. Nice that cocktail you've been, size ones. You've been fishing. I haven't gone out fishing.
1: I know. I know. I could tell you're I, a little grumpy about
0: it. I'm a little, uh, yeah, like Tom, I got the hatred in me. The hatred of the fact that I've been neglecting my fishing... My vegetable. I did plant potatoes. Yeah.
1: What have you been doing since you haven't been uh, relaxing? Oh
0: my god, my cat, man. Uh, He's been so um, affectionate and desperate for attention and trying to love me. I said, "This cat loves me. I'm such a big lovable guy." Nope. He's just got to get a trip to the vet. He's got to get his teeth pulled. He's got gingivitis. It's nasty. He's got bad breath. So that that occupied my day today. Um, so if your cat is being extra affectionate, and, and lo- it's not because it loves you. It's because it, it realizes that it needs you for financial and, oh, no. and transportation services and medical services. Yeah, so that was my day today. Say Other, it, don't spray it, all you cats yeah. out there. But I have been updating you guys for the last year. This is the cat I took in right before COVID. That's right. So yeah. he, he doesn't bother me much, man. He's been bothering me the last few days. I'm like, what's if, if I knew you wanted to do all this lovey-dovey stuff, I would have left you outside. You know what I mean? <laughs> I like him because he minds his business. I listen to death metal, he sits in the window. We're going to get back to that when we get the teeth pulled. Other than that, things are going good. Uh, planted the potatoes. I'll let you know how those go. We're trying nice. to get some... Uh, Make my own hash browns uh, a nice uh, morning on Smith Manor this uh, fall. Coming to, coming to a theater near you. Other than that, not, not much going on, man. Um, just chilling. Shout out to my, my, uh, my uncle Frank. I went to his house today. He had glue traps uh, for the mice mm. over there. Very cruel. Yep. Yeah, I uh, was not prepared for that. Um, you know, he, yeah, I, I had a discussion with him about how to maybe more humanely take care of that situation, man. But that was fun. So I I had a fun day fraught with... um, Animal problems. uh, Perilous mammalian problems. Yes, perilous mammalian problems. Another perilous mammalian problem. Uh, People want to know more about their fellow men. We're all locked up from COVID for a year. We don't know each other anymore. We're antisocial. Big Will doesn't even want to go to shows anymore. He's crazy. I heard he hasn't cut his fingernails in six months. It's wild, you know. But uh we're trying to get back in touch with people we all want to know we all want to know a little bit more about each other how you doing what's up so we let we, we we branched out we made a couple of posts there on the old facebook Insta. facebook let me down on this by the way facebook Consistent Instagram, their whole deal yeah patreon <laughs> um and uh uh we got some questions and we're, we're gonna launch into them i think tom right am i leaving anything out here
1: no, not really. It's your standard Q&A, and of course, the people who pay, I don't. they get, get to cut the line.
0: I don't get um, political with the whole, you know. I heard they told me that people were in jail two years. It was crazy. There's a guy at my work that listens to the Q&A thing. Yeah. Oh, weird. Q&A. So, yeah, Q&A. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, a we're, we're getting
1: our listeners Q drops, and we're going to be doing
0: our A drops back at them. Vic's uh, cough drops is probably what you need. Yeah, I know. I'm quite yeah. frog right now. It's yeah, not I, good. I've been practicing. I've been trying to do my impression of you, and it doesn't work. Well, listen, I'm going to need some Vicks VapoRub for my chest later tonight because I need to get some stuff off my chest, all right? Let's let the listeners guide the way. Let's do it. Okay, first question, friend of the show, Hank Steamer. Oh, what's up, Hank? You can go huh. back and listen to his uh, his episode uh, from, from back when we used to have people in the studio. Pretty yeah, that, that was yeah. fun. Also, check yeah. out
1: Heavy Metal Bebop. But, um, okay, Hank. I got to pick a bone with you with the way you wrote this. Uh oh Don't want to put Big Will on the spot, but I can't resist. You did.
0: You did it. You did it. I'm here.
1: Who are his top five dead or alive death metal vocalists? A bonus if for each one. He also names the album slash demo slash EP where he feels they're at their best. Cheers. I like Hank uh, offering points. Uh, yeah. The, from yeah, the questions now on uh, each per, uh, person asking the question should offer how many points that question's worth, <laughs> and uh, then well, maybe we keep score. You know,
0: it's a little more fun. So yeah, you're the only, I think
1: you're the only one about to gain points right now, Will.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm scoring all the points. Don't worry, I'm going to share at the end. Um, but then I might I might give a wrong answer and it'll be like Sonic the Hedgehog yeah. with the rings. I'll lose uh-huh. all the points. Yeah. All right, top five Dead or Alive death metal singers, and the album, and he he said, end the album or EP, but all right, I I got you, because I'm going to do this. Well, number one, I got to say, since we're doing Dead or Alive, rest in peace to Matt Duncan of Afterbirth, psychopathic embryotomy. Obviously, very significant in my life, uh, and to me, for um, obvious reasons, if you follow, uh, you know, what I'm doing musically. um, Uh, So rest in peace to Matt Duncan, Um, arguably probably the first uh, person to do the brutal, guttural style of vocals, which you can kind of make distinct from the Auntie Bowman uh, and um, uh, John from uh, Mortal Decay style of death, which is more of like a frog kind of like style. It's not necessarily like that, like that, that brutal style, you know, I think it's two different styles. But so... I mean, top five dead or alive, man. Um, so you got I, one. Uh, yeah, and and we're going on, on personal influence on me and inspiration to me. So that's one. Lord Worm and obviously None So Vile. That's an easy one. I'm not trying to take the easy way out, but this is just my off my, you know. my. I honest think opinion. honesty
1: is key here. We're cult enough. Um, Put your hair down.
0: Uh uh and Timo of Discord Mexico. Um and I would say to really appreciate why I'm putting him up there as ties a vocalist and as a front man, you'd have to watch a video of him performing live with Discord when he was with them. Uh it was all about the live performance um too with with him. So that's three Um, and it's really hard to narrow this down, Um, but now I gotta go in my personal experience, uh, people I've been around and I've seen how they operate and everything like that. Tyler, formerly of Torturous Inception and currently of Splattered Entrails. Uh, Before the pandemic, I had the opportunity to see him live in a few different bands. He filled in for me with Artificial Brain a few shows too. Uh, that guy is just a next-level vocalist. He's also a bit of an athlete, and that, that helps him with his breath control. He's an inspiring vocalist to me, and I gotta go, Paulo Puguntalan, really, um, because that guy is capable of, of for dynamic range of different voices. Um, insight into the the history of death metal and death metal vocals and just, uh, you know, and those are, you know, there's probably people out there that maybe if I knew them as well as I know Tyler and Paulo and their whole style and how they operate and their philosophy on vocals maybe I would put them above, but that's just my personal perception of it and for Tyler, I would say if you really want to check out, check out the the newest Splattered Entrails uh, release on Bandcamp that he's on man, and for Paulo, Dangerous, dangerous thing. <laughs> there you go. Ooh. But he really does show a r- different range of uh, different voices. So, so check out Dangerous Thing. So that's my answer. I hope I scored all the points. I'd say so. Hank's yeah. not here. But. Million
1: points to you. Yeah. Yes. All right. Write it right up. Now we got a very Long Island one, which uh, well, it starts with an all. Oh, yeah. Let me let me be honest here, James. You went with a three-piece. That's good. James on Patreon, doing three questions, more comments.
0: Yeah. yeah, make your money work for you. Okay, first, <laughs> Pierced or Effigy? That's easy for me. Uh, effigy, and that's not saying I don't like Pierced, but that's just my personal taste. Yep. Effigy definitely is the more solid, complete uh, classic, and and also the album that had probably the, the, the most influence going back on my... formative years of getting into death metal no disrespect to Pearson within at all but if you if you ask me to compare the two that's what i say
1: yeah seconded here yeah agree that's a three that's a three-way agreed on that one so we all got points five points okay cool all right nice i'll give
0: you guys a couple of my points
1: okay so i feel like there's gonna be some overlap here but top five canadian death metal bands Okay. So I guess for each of us, can we so should we just knock them. off
0: cryptopsy and gorguts? Should just... cryptopsy and gorguts, should we make it really hard and say except for cryptopsy and gorguts? <laughs> then <That'll, 'Cause... laughs> I'll be here, like <laughs> that's going to make it really hard for yeah. you guys. Cuz
1: I just got to go down this list, like I know all these bands, but then it's like tough. S- it's some tough. of them I'm like, all right, I know they're good, but like, some some them, are a they, personal question. Yeah, they really forget from Canada too. Yeah.
0: Well, now does can we include bands that have broken up or
1: I mean, I wrote mine down beforehand because I saw this question and no, I was I'm gonna, like, "I'm gonna have to think about it."
0: Good. I'm thing. going au Natural." No, I'm just, I used deodorant before I came here, but I mean, I'm like just kind of going off the top of my head with my gotcha. choices. I'm gonna, cause i mean because I want to see what bubbles up in my heart first. I'm cheating.
2: Yeah. Mm.
1: I had to. I had to cheat. I got a well with cryptopsy gore guts. I think that's like kind of goes without saying yeah. I don't know like, I don't want to I'm, speak for you guys but I, Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm
0: going to go for more points <clears throat> I'm going to play on hard mode and say besides Cryptopsy and Gore Guts mm, okay because I think when you press play on this podcast everyone already knows we like those bands Ooh,
1: that's true uh, I'm going to throw one into the ring which one Razor Razor Interesting. great band fucking Interesting. fast as shit heavy as shit Interesting.
0: Yeah.
1: Um okay. cuts deep okay, okay Holmes so Cathelist mm. the
0: chillest the chillest all about all right, that alright that's a good one All right. Well, Um, wait a minute. I thought we had to give... Each had to give their own list.
1: I'm giving mine, but... All right. You you guys are tag
0: team. You guys are giving me a handicap match. Ah, Ah, We're
1: having fun. Old
0: school old school. mads are cutting in while the ref's not looking over here. Just read my five I wrote down, and then I'll
1: think about the other two, because two were definitely Cryptops and Workouts. Yeah, nothing below the belt. (laughs) Just give me a top five, and I'm watching. I got my eye on Justin. I'm cheating. I'm I'm, I'm open book test right now. (laughs) Um, Okay, so... Besides Cryptopsy Gorguts, I put Baptists. Great hardcore band. Okay. Yeah, okay.
0: I okay. you caught me out here. Um
1: Thelists. Sick, sick, absolutely sick. Another one, First Fragment. Okay. Um cool. that's just that guitar stuff. You know, shout out to Phil Tuga. He yeah. just he yeah. is he's the new Canada. And yeah, I
0: awesome. I enjoyed First Fragment, and that's not necessarily my everyday style too, but I did enjoy that. Yeah, yeah, no, and uh Dahmer. Wow, I didn't I, th- I didn't think anyone else was gonna have that. I, good, Tom, good for you. Dahmer's like, that, I'm forgetting the name of the album, but it's like a fucking crunchy, solid full length. I I, see, I only really Are know
1: Domerized or something like that. It
0: probably is yeah. Domerized. I know their demo and because I'm sick and I know their. <laughs> 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 and I know and I know I have like a discography CD because they did tons of splits and all that. You know, I have a, a collection of everything. Right. But all right, all right.
1: So that's your list, right? That's five. Uh, I'm still missing one, but I mean, like, I can do despised icon. I would say them, but it's more of like a that band is so sick. Yeah, yeah, kind of like the same view I have with First Fragment. Okay, not exactly 100% my style, but you gotta check it out. You have to know this stuff.
0: I'm wearing basketball shorts. I don't hate despised icon.
1: No, yeah, I all I no, I'm not saying it. (laughs) You're not wearing basketball. I'm not wearing basketball shorts. I can't say it. Uh, so what I have Razor Razor Um, I'm a big Protest the Hero fan are they Canadian I thought they were from like Colorado no Skosh interesting first two records my favorite before they got before there was like this like crowd uh, source kind of conspiracy or whatever's going there Um, Finger Eleven great band from Canada. (laughs) Just saw that on the list. Uh, I never really gave them the chance, so who really knows? Did Uh,
0: you have to consult Google or Wikipedia for Canadian bands in general? I don't know most people's names or my friend's birthdays. Or most of the things I, I mean, I listen Canadian to. metal
1: is a pretty wide. It's not like, you know. Yes, that's so I forget sometimes. can put on the spot. Like, yeah. I got 21 cousins. I could probably name four of them off the top of my head. All right. No, okay. I'm to- um Yeah, I that's, told you.
0: I, I advanced the cheating. I'm already it's a cheating. a good thing. You don't want to be too close to your cousins. Oh, Will, it's why creepy. don't you.
1: Um, yeah. Um, well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You pipe in, Will. I'm ready to go. Get in there, man. I'm I know waiting, you are. Oh. Waiting, I'm waiting for the smoke said, to clear. Shit, don't wait too long. Before, I think my
0: anger's contagious. I'm, right? I'm ready to go. Tough guy. Uh, so I
1: got two. I remember two.
0: Voivod. This will's top five Canadian metal bands off the off the tip top of my heart. Uh, uh, besides Cryptopsy and Gore Guts, because I'm playing on hard mode. <laughs> Voivod, Blasphemy. Yes, Dahmer. You are correct, sir. Um. Uh. What was Steve Hurdle's joint? Nervosa was that it? Nervosa? It was nervosa, right? That's
1: the one with yeah, the Lou Lemay's. like he he played in them for a while? No, yeah. negativa. Negativa, I'm sorry. Thank thank I'm sorry. Why, I'm sorry. That's I, why I, I had to I, ask you. I think you got some of your sick on me. I I don't know. I, well,
0: I have to if we if we're going except, you know, besides Gore Guts then I have to include that cuz I always associated with that. Yeah. And Rush. Sorry. I I classify Rush. Oh uh, yeah, that's good. 70s hard prog Rock to me is within the scope of the heavy holes definition of heavy music. Well,
1: I, I wish you told me that earlier. I got Geddy Lee's phone number. could could yeah. have him call in. Call him up. <laughs> call up fucking Geddy Lee. I'm going to add Arcspire too because I really enjoyed those. Uh, that first. I, arc I
0: boy. enjoy Rush yeah, yeah. a lot. You know. Keith Harris of Afterbirth <laughs> will make you appreciate Rush.
1: I don't hate Rush at all. You know what I love too? I love. Uh, well, no, I, I used to love it. I learned to love it. I did ask like some of my friends to put like some of these tracks on some CDs uh, to burn uh, in middle school, um, but I fucking enjoyed two Nickelback songs. I enjoyed yeah. two of them. Not surprised. Was it was it the one from Spider Man? Goddamn right, it was the one from okay. Spider Man. All right. They said they need a hero, and then also in the next track, what? Kerry King's doing a solo, arguably like one of the better solos he's ever done in the Sum Forty One song. Are they Canadian? i don't think so i can't yo listeners get ready to hate me with all these questions you're getting like you're getting the real shit right now what's the next question all right um so we're still on james um justin actually this goes to you wayne gretzky Uh, number one canadian ben okay uh (laughs) jumping jesus you brought jumping jesus in a long time ago yeah see i barely remember that yeah, but that was a good band. That was a cool band. Weren't yeah, that was like very techy. Sweden. Well, I don't know where they're from. It's just James saying "Jumping Jesus?" Question mark. And he says it's not really a question about them. It just need to be talked about metal horns.
0: Well, we did. We did talk about them on that one episode. Yeah. I wish we could go back and and um, uh, tell you which episode. But I mean, there were there. I think we talked. I think, I think we covered it. We did, a- we did technically we did. cover. It. So they James,
1: they, uh, yeah, we they,
0: did. We did. We he heard all we had. Uh, on that yeah on that recommendation we gave, i believe i'm confident now hold on a 2nd i'm trying to look it up so maybe we could tell you which episode but this is uh this is tough hold on this is why we gotta say what music we treat at the end of the episode. If you go, <laughs> I think we were we were doing go, it back then. Yeah. If you go back to in the hole with Adam Rotella from November twenty second, two thousand nineteen. Yeah. You can hear at the end us talk about the Jumpin' Jesus, the Art of Crucifying album, right. and I believe we covered it and how bizarre a name it is for such an interesting band, and uh, how they didn't really they didn't leave a lot to go on. No, I mean I don't know that we, you know. Yeah, there, you know, for you know, just for James, he's a Patreon. There's the demo and then the full length, and that's it. And I'm gonna, gonna talk go to the Jumping Jesus. Are you on the Jumping Jesus Metalum? Yeah, I've been cheating this whole time. Is there anybody? Yeah, <laughs> Justin's over here looking at the back of the book. <laughs> I'm, I'm. I don't. I don't like what you're doing. I like what I because I do it the real way. I'm I love shit. what you're doing too, Will. Yeah. No, you don't. You're lying. Nobody loves me. Whang? All right,
1: Jumpin' Jesus. Uh, not a lot of people notice. Not
0: from Canada. West North Rhine Westphalia Germany. Okay. Uh, a couple of the guys were in bands that I don't really know either. Um, oh, you don't know the D Flyer? Come on. D Flyer. Yeah, you, you, <laughs> you,
1: you can get D Flyer where you were at.
0: <sighs> forced Entry was a band. Um,
1: All right, guys. We can't just read off metalum no. for the rest of the episode. No, I'm no, gonna, this I'm is, pushing work, through. This work. is part of the Jumpin' Jesus question. It's not even. It's, he, Has it been James answered? James himself said it's not really a question about that. Then it's just a- need to be talked about. We are talking about it. It's you been can
0: blame James if you do not like our our thorough breakdown of Jumpin' Jesus's Metallum. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh Go to uh, Google.com/slash Jumpin'
0: Jesus. Right. Well, here's something funny. It was produced. <laughs> By Andy Klassen, who played guitars and vocals in a band called Holy Moses. Oh no, shit! Wow. And the Xmas Project. So that there's a there's something going on here. Man. All right. Well, this is
1: good to know. So now we've talked about it, James. Thank you so much. Uh, appreciate it as
0: always. Okay. Let, me play, let me play guitar on one Christian song. Right, I'm just geeking out on my <laughs> yeah, I'm going to turn <laughs> off your mic getting, People bit. are getting insight into my process for the research. Now. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Right. It's more than just questions and answers. It's experience. <laughs> now, you can't Google experience. Next question. So, Justin. Oh, this is from Sam Marino, I should say. Oh, hey, Sam. So, Justin. Most episodes, you tell us you've been working hard on those riffs.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: What I want to know is, one, how are they going? Well, hold on. Let me look it up real quick. Um, no, they're <laughs> they're going. Yeah, they're going good. Uh, it's hard. It's a lot of um, looking inside of yourself. Not always liking what what comes out of what you see. It's a yeah. It's a process. Yeah. It's
0: like when I try on collared shirts, like button up shirts for work. Oh shit! I just look look inside of myself, and I don't like. It. I'm sorry.
1: Go ahead. I'm no, I'm trying to picture it like, well, as yeah. you're saying oh, it. I could wear a button. I'm dressing I'm sure you up right now. Yeah, so I wear a button, I am dressing I'm dressing sure. you up with my eyes.
2: <laughs>
0: right. That's enough. That's enough. Going off the rails.
1: Yeah, they're going good, bud. Uh, yeah, actually, yeah, I have a 20-old Strat that was my first guitar ever uh, that my grandma had gotten for me. Because um, I told her I love Nirvana.
0: Stop. And
1: she was like, didn't he, didn't he kill himself? And I was like, yeah, but it was on my birthday, so it was fine. And then we had this thing, and then uh, my grandma bought me the Strat. It was great, uh, and then every couple of years I kind of just hot rod it out or do something weird to it. So um, I did something very cool, and I'll t- Sam, I'll send you specifically. Will doesn't care, so I'll I'll, I'll text you this uh, this oh, really great. I'll send it to him on, on Patreon. Send yeah. it to me. I'll yeah, I'll, it yeah, we'll get this to you, Sam. Not Will. You can't see this.
0: Oh. I'll see you next time I come to the studio. Next i over your um, house, I'll, I'll sneak a peek. <laughs> you shouldn't. <should've laughs> have told me your uh, plans. So, I, all right. There's a second part to this
1: question, and oh. also I should mention that Panic Chords down from New Zealand seconds this question. So, oh yeah. Uh, what projects are these spicy boys for? Wow, well How many questions did you get so far?
0: One, <laughs> and that's the, end. that's the end. That's the end of the episode, right there. Oh
1: man, that's so funny Yeah, it's,
0: but are your questions are all just like, are you really writing riffs, or are you just full of it? Like, what's up?
1: Hell yeah. Uh, Sam, I, I do have one question. Are you a drummer? <laughs> <laughs> that would be sick. Um, yeah, uh, the, the project's for Dangerous Thing. Uh, so, we, you know, we mentioned before uh, Dangerous Thing. How could we not? My God. It's on the tip of everybody's tongues nowadays. Um, falling out of their pockets. Uh, where Paula Baguntalan, uh graced uh, me and Tom, who's also a part of this project with his beautiful talents. And we did the four song uh, Dangerous Thing EP. Uh, deal. That's out. So... I'm working on the continuation of that, and um, probably n- going to be a bit different than what you've uh, if you've heard that uh, al- that release already. Um, but constantly, you know, working on riffs is just like it, it's not only is it guitar and music related; it's it's life, man. It's work on like work on your emailing riffs, yeah. in business. Mm-hmm. You know, work on your neighborly riffs, work on your yard riffs. You know, how do you rake? You know, are you clean. You know what I mean? You, are your batteries charged like for your leaf blower? You know, I didn't riff your... at all for three weeks yeah. because I was out of town. And when I came back, I tried to do some riffing and I immediately tore a hole in my pinky by Dude. riffing too hard. And then I had to wait a week. For you. So it was just terrible. I'm riffing now, but you I'm know, good. see, you know what? I, I really sympathize with that time because you know me and you know these cursed hands that I have. Yeah. You, they are in a constant state of peeling. They're yes. always making room for more finger, more um, club. <laughs> They're, like, growing very slowly over the course of this life. I will end up with, with I don't know what it is, mittens,
0: giant frog I'm, I'm hands. I'm wondering where this is going to end up.
1: Giant frog hands. The No, what I'm saying is you got to work through the struggle sometimes.
0: That's where the fruit is. That's what I'm doing right now.
1: That's what the fruit is. Yeah. So, Will, you're going to feel a lot better right now because uh, that's all i got to say about <laughs> that question. <laughs> <laughs>
0: all right, so work through the fruit. Work and get <laughs> real what, what, fruit. We're, we're make yeah, we're making wine here.
1: No, you can eat the fruit, enjoy it, but work. Yeah, work to get to the fruit. Yeah, stomp mm-hmm. the grapes and make the wine. Okay, this this <laughs> question here from Harrison Clark is going to uh, show our true colors. I feel. Who do you guys think the biggest innovators in metal currently are? Oh. I personally think artists like Toby Driver and Maurice De Jong keep pushing the envelope. But it'll be cool to hear your input.
0: Wow, Justin, like go
1: I'm gonna have to look up through this, man. Guys, it's a bit. Come on.
0: Well, sorry to interrupt. Uh, what? I'm sorry to interrupt. Are you? Are you checking messages? Or, so what are you doing, man? What am I doing? Okay, oh, all right, all right, all right. Uh um, I need con- like? All right. all right, back to back to actual
1: question. And yeah, answer. yeah. Um, I think uh, one guy who who sticks out to me right now. Uh, well, two, there's two people that come to mind. Uh, people who just keep churning out stuff, and I don't know if they're exactly pushing things forward, but they're bringing. They're like raising the bar of quality. <coughs> um, that dude in Hellripper, who's doing that old school thrash oh, yeah. stuff, like one guy. He's just a uh, he's just uh, he's a machine. He seems to be really in tune with just like writing that style of music, and he's just upping it. Like every release that I've heard from Hell Ripper is absolutely solid. And the other one is uh, Andrew Lee from Rip to Shreds. Same kind of seems like work ethic. Just you put it on and it crunches right. Okay? Mm -hmm. Perfect toasting all the way around. Those two dudes. I don't know. I I forget the gentleman from Hell Ripper's name, but uh, shout out to him and shout out to Andrew Lee. Both of those dudes just killing it.
0: Yeah this is tough because I i know what i like there's a couple of things i want to say off the top of my head but i'm trying to really think about the right answer here and that's what trips you up um well i mean if you look at people like what's it was it raga johansson oh yeah he's just on everything he's doing so much i feel like guys like him i'm trying to put this right like people like him, and there's other artists like him too that I want that I like, uh, but just the the how prolific he is and the amount of material like quality material he puts out. He's making, I don't know that he's necessarily introducing a whole new sound that's going to be um, ventured into like Gorgutz did with Obscura, but he's doing a lot for the culture of death metal and the underground like integrity of death metal. You know, he's giving people something to really look look up to and be inspired by um
1: he has one of the uh, most packed metallums i've ever seen and he just i mean in 2020 something like at least 10 releases scanning over this he did that thing with speckman well they had the project yeah you know johansson speckman and then um Putrevor, really cool project he's doing And, yeah, I mean, that's a good choice, dude.
0: Then you also got, you know, the idea, like, you got bands like Dysrhythmia, even Crowlis, that, you know, a lot of those bands that are, like, involved around Colin Marston are really kind of doing something different and taking maybe the atmosphere of black metal and some of the, you know, the, the technicality and intricacies of, like, dissonant and tech death and, like, spinning it in a whole different kind of artistic direction. Um, the Colin Marston scene, so to speak.
1: Yeah, even like what he's just doing with production and making yeah. that like uh, that kind of lo-fi stuff way more widely acceptable than it was. You know, yeah. that used to be a thing to really run away from, and now it's like a, a like I feel like bands are, are more so now given a chance on their on that style of production than something that's like kind of really glossy and shiny. You know, I think that's a huge uh, for the better too. I think it sounds better.
0: Yeah. Probably. Um, I forget the, guy, the guy's name. I'd have to look it up, but off the top of my head, the guy that was in Morbus Kron, and now he's doing the, the band Swevin.
1: Oh, yeah. Phil sent me that one.
0: That Swevin release? Swevin is amazing, and yeah. that to mm-hmm. me is almost like i don't know how to like it's almost like a blue oyster cult kind of like uh uh creepy atmospheric 70s rock album filtered through like the that lens of of melodic death metal in a way it's really cool man and and that that was really different i really enjoyed that a lot and morbus Kron was great to begin with I've, really, I've said this before on the podcast. I drunkenly said it to Horrendous at a show one time before we ever did the podcast, and I got the vibe like they were waiting for me to shut up because they wanted to go, you know, and I was like, no, you guys are this. You guys are sick. <laughs> but, like, I you do... You are punishing? I believe, yeah, I punished Horrendous one time. But Horrendous, I group these bands in with one another only because I see them, and I'll explain this weird thing that you're going to be like, Will's doing edibles again. But... Um, horrendous execration from Norway, underrated band that doesn't get brought up a lot. Um, they are former receivers of the Norwegian version of the Grammys. Great band, uh, execration.
1: Former receiver. Um, great.
0: yeah, former receivers. Uh, uh Morbus Cron with uh, Sweven, and there's a few other bands where it's not OSDM. It's not melodic death. It's not like they're just doing HM2. We want to be entombed again. Mm -hmm. Like, they're doing something where, to me, the best way I could describe it is it sounds like if around the mid 90s, instead of going towards American style brutal death metal like everything did, that wave of kind of like, you know, Dark Throne's first album, Soul Side Journey, and that, you know, those really brilliant disincarnate those really brilliant albums that were still a little bit steeped in thrash um, and, and old-school death metal, uh, if those kind of kept going on a parallel universe path beyond the, the dying fetuses and suffocations of the world, and and like it's like a modern take on that almost, man. I'll I, you know i I'll, I'll stop now, but I really like bands that kind of just don't... They don't just ape OSDM and HM2 or whatever you want to call it, Swedish death metal sound, but but they really push past it. You know who does that? Faceless Burial From Australia yeah, yeah. Really does something Cool too Where you Every once in a while You'll be like Oh that You know I can hear a little bit Of an influence Here and there But they're doing Something very cool too man.
1: Well, that, That's what I love That's the true For me Like, like You know Parentheses Progressive uh, Aspect of a band When it's actually About progress Not about just Adding clean parts To a song Or something like that To call yourself That you know what I mean The actual progression Of the genre That they're a part of
0: just because one of you started singing clean and you're not doing as many death metal vocals doesn't mean you're progressive.
1: Speaking yeah. of clean vocals, though, I just want to throw one more in the hat before we go to the next go, question. Dude, you should. Moontooth. Well, yes. Moontooth. Just like, they're not, they're doing, yeah, there's a lot of familiar sounds there, but there isn't a band like them. And I'm surprised that they're not a
0: little bigger, to be yeah. honest with you, yeah. because it is very.
1: You know, it, it is well, it yeah. is
0: pedestrian,
1: but it's like also extremely interesting.
0: Yeah. They're also doing their build up the the hard old fashioned way. Yeah, they've been plugging it out. They, I mean, I literally they literally played a basement house show with Buckshot facelift. Yes in fucking center reach, you know, uh, or yeah. where Seldon, you know, seven or eight years ago, they man. They played every show. I mean, those guys just slugged it out. Like, yeah. you know, so I, they're, they're doing it the old-fashioned hard way, man. So, yeah. you know, I, I'm kind of... And that way, when they do build up to a bigger platform, they're going to have that solid base beneath them. I can agree with that. Yeah. One thing I just want to add on, a band I really... I think, Justin, you put me on, to on this podcast, who I see as kind of like the future, you know, the young... Uh, future of of their particular style of music, Turnstile.
1: Oh, dude, new Turnstile just came out, or uh, I think a single. I haven't of it. heard, it. I haven't heard oh.
0: it. Check it out, though. You
1: are, you are correct, sir. Yes. I think they're interesting. <laughs> I like what
0: they're doing, and it seems like they're kind of pushing things in a new direction. It's fresh.
1: There is, a, they are the the break of this whole wave behind them too. Of like, all, like other bands kicking it in the same kind of like, like, like fucking i don't you know whatever like retro backpacky 90s punk like with a little freshness kind of wave to it and i want to button up this question real quick by by just picking back on what you said tom uh nick um from mootoo bringing back the guitar hero uh 100 yeah it was un believable uh yeah. don't ask me about how my riffs are going just watch him follow him on the instas uh and follow what mootoo's doing because that's that's where the real shit's happening um uh, and I also want to say shout out to uh, I follow them on Instagram Uh, they're called The Outer Garments, and they're a merch company that specializes in doing really proper reproductions total but reproductions of the classic death metal shirts from like Sabbath and Gore Guts and shit like that that sell for five, six, seven, eight hundred dollars that you see like on runways and fucking fashion week and he sells them for a very reasonable price on not gilding and I think that is one of the most fucking progressive things in the fucking death metal scene right now. I think it's like you're doing a very good job. You got to undercut that I, vintage market because it's killing things. Okay, and uh, and, I, mean, and I, I guess that's and cool. merch is fun.
0: I guess that's cool, but Sorry. it also feels too involved in fashion to to be cool. But I guess it's cool. I don't know. Well, are you wearing a shirt right now? Yeah, but it it's not like a vintage death metal shirt that's like so I can look. Ex- it's a fucking Machitazo shirt. I bought from Hell's Headbangers like five years ago. It's sick. I mean, I'm just saying, like this whole vintage shirt. I got, I gotta have a fucking death shirt from 1991 that I paid $500 for. Like this, it's just a little crazy. And
1: I get what you're saying. Oh no, it's just it's it's, undercutting it. I need this demo that came out one
0: time from my fucking basement is like that much better. It's no, the it, same no. shit. It's it's not. And I don't do that. I'm not on Discogs paying five hundred dollars for a demo. I'm not I talking will, about you, I'm talking about I the will, topic. Well, it's the same like they're thing. both as ridiculous to me. Okay. I'll pay like eight dollars for the cassette reissue of it because yeah. it's like cool, but like the same way, like if you know, if your average like distributor or like wherever you go for your metal band shirts represses some old shirt, like that but this whole like vintage I don't know, no. Pe- pe- no. Pe- people just got too much money. I <laughs> Have you got that much money to spend on shit? Like, I see... Not just you. Like, dude, I've seen people just, like, like fucking collecting brutal death metal shit from the 90s for hundreds of dollars. And it's just... Uh, it's disgusting to me. I hate it. Yeah, I have a few of those things. Well, well, that's okay. I have too much money. But you spend hundreds of dollars on it? I just, like... Some things I do, yeah. Don't you have a nagging feeling in the back of your head? Like, this could have gone to something more... Pre- like, you have a house and a garage. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah you know, no, no, I'm... F- I mean, I, I don't... <laughs> I mean, my spending practices aren't like, uh, I'm not starving and my priorities are not in order. You know what I mean? I'm not the best either, dude. I'm saying like, I have it. I'm okay. Like it's all good. And I, you know, some things I, I put, I attach a certain value to, you know, there's, there's a level that like I'm willing to accept. And with just old shit in general, fucking antiques roadshow ruined it all. Right. It's all that kind of same mentality, but it gets, when it gets frivolous, I think it's fun that, like, people are just like, no, like, we can reprint, we can reprint these, the, like, these classic yeah, shirts. That, that's... Like, they're the classic things. You know, it's the same I reason why Zeppelin I 4 is still in fucking uh, Urban
0: Outfitters. You know what I mean? I like that you, that you compared it to repressing the demos and stuff because it is very similar. And, yeah, you and... want that
1: iconic shit from back in the day, like, that yeah,
0: imagery. You don't That's want... cool. Yeah. I guess, I, I, the, the fact that, like, there's this demand for it where they have to undercut it it just brings me back to like, I know there's people out there selling like s- sweat marked, faded ass old fucking deicide shirts from like 1990 for hundreds of dollars. And like the kind of, you know, more practical blue collar side of me just like, want, I, yeah. I, 100%. It's,
1: it's ridiculous.
0: It's a little tedious and frustrating to process.
1: Like that shirt's not even like in good condition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> not you, true. Yeah. All right, well, I've, we I've really seen the went same on thing. A tangent as, well, it's I'm gonna, I'm
0: about to get into like how there weren't three X or four X available in death metal shirts to begin with, way back in the like in the '90s and early 2000s. Right. So so, right so, don't, so so don't so don't question I'm what I'm wearing. wearing. Don't you ever question <laughs> what I'm wearing? Shout, don't you ever question what wearing. Shout <laughs> out to them. I used to wear Big Dog t-shirts. Remember that big that said Big Dog? Oh, yeah. Don't, don't spelled it was, the right way because that's the only size you can. only. What's the next
1: question <laughs> all right thanks matt for that one all about uh no that wasn't matt i'm sorry that was harrison clark matt's the next question Matt, here. let's go matt with the world opening back up how soon will you be going to or performing concerts any specific yeah. artists or shows you're <laughs> looking forward to
0: i'm not coming out of the house I'm, i turned into a hermit during COVID. i was listening to records and listening to tapes and drinking coffee like a little old lady, watching out the window. And no, I'm I, afterbirth is playing. Uh, if you heard the Memorial Day bonus episode, I plugged it June 26th. The Mr. Beery's and Nassau, so that's our first one back. Nice. There you dip, go. Dipping my toes in the water. Yeah. So we'll see, man. You know, I'm. I'm like everybody else. There's trepidation, we're confused, we don't know exactly what's going to happen or what's going on, you know, I don't plan on breaking any laws, Uh, you know, I'm living my life, and um, I'm anxiously awaiting uh, shows to come back, you know, and, uh, you know, there's a few venues and a few promoters that are trying to uh you know like we said get their feet wet you know and jump in again and everybody's there's a lot of trepidation you know what it's i mean it's time so,
1: man it's time
0: yeah I, and I know in a lot of you know down south in texas florida there's already shows going on and so i've even thought about driving down there for, for some of the very, nice evening.
1: very weird watching like not even lockdown hadn't really stopped and i watched a uh a deicide live show
0: yeah it was like yeah.
1: in in like march or something but you know yeah. glenn benton doesn't care he don't care about no science he's he believes in satan as his mask
0: he did share a picture of himself getting vaccinated on social media and <laughs> urged people to get vaccinated <laughs> well yeah. that is very metal yeah. glenn yeah go for it you're just dude he's fucking you know i'm sick of both you guys man Why? you guys got to respect glenn's fucking mind all right he's he's a man of science dude. he hates god right S- dude well, satan has a mask
1: yeah. i think he'd love that i think he would absolutely
0: <laughs> yeah dude I, no i dude I, you know me i don't talk shit about glenn oh, benton I, I just i'm, I'm joking Hey, you know what? But I'm not. Tom knows more I'm DSI
1: ready- than me, so he, he you should be more <laughs> mad at him.
0: All I'm saying is the guy got knows. vaccinated and, like, urged. And, like, I'm not even t- – like, this isn't, like, my personal stance on anything. I'm just making the point he got vaccinated and shared it on social media, so I don't think you can accuse him of being, like, reckless for playing a show. I'm
1: not. I'm you not know? even. I just – I was just pointing out how bizarre it was because I hadn't seen any live shows yeah. in a year, and then I saw their... Li- I don't. Oh, I don't,
0: Florida! I mean, it kind. Of, I mean, who? Who's surprised that Florida was having the first show? I'm not, dude. I'm not even bothered by it. I'm surprised. I, it wasn't I just. A it Master was just term. weird to see
1: that date on it. Yeah. You, I'm like, w- what's going on? A show? That's so strange. Yeah. That was the first show I've seen. Yeah. Like truly, um, I watched a couple of those live shows. You know, we watched the internal bleeding live stream. Yeah. And. You know they offer something, but it's yeah.
0: You know I, I'm going to be real now that we're getting to now that we're getting shows back. I'm going to admit something. I don't like live streams. I don't like watching them. I mean, Bands do a good job. They do their best, and I'm sure there's plenty of people that enjoy them. My own, you know, Afterbirth's going to be part of one of these events. It's great. I'm not knocking them. I'm saying, you know, I'm just boring. saying I'm ready for shows, dude. It's you know, it's it's just it's it's enough already, man.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's going to be a flood of them. Yep It's time I'm very excited for shows Uh, It's going to be a mix of Everybody's trying to get Back out there At the same time right now Yeah It's going to be like Crazy lineups It's going to be Like weird packages The festival shit Already is kind of just Like so frivolous And out of control uh, yeah. These, like,
0: crazy lineups
1: and stuff. It's like that Philly Beer Festival they just announced. A that, lot of people yeah, on that. That's wild. Line. Yeah.
0: The fest, because, like, MDF isn't back yet. That seems wild, man. I think they were just a touch too early. The Mass Destruction. Oh, yeah, I'm not blaming anyone, but, yeah, yeah it's just crazy. How the, and I saw the Mass Destruction Fest in Georgia in November has a pretty cool lineup. It's, yeah. I love this country because uh, immediately,
1: yeah. like, no shows for, uh, for a year let's put fucking 20,000 people (laughs) in the same
2: spot. Like, Uh, let's go.
0: They're also booking some pretty big fests in in England and Europe that I've seen. Of course.
1: And, and, yeah, you're outside. Like, uh, I listen to the science. Uh, It seems fair. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, I mean, the outdoor stuff, go for it. I don't care. But 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 yeah, I'm really excited to, to get back. Yes, to answer Matt's question, I am excited. Yeah, personally, um, I won't. I don't know if I'll be performing, as no one wants to come to see my one man show. Are you a drummer? Um, are you a drummer, Matt? Contact well, dangerous out. thing yeah. at dangerous uh, da- That's, da- that's, that's was, not a is it, that a website? Uh dangerous thing at gmail.com. Okay. That, that is up. a
0: website, but I don't know if you want to look at it at work. Yeah. Yeah,
1: that's like I, I used the, the the Deadly Dick fishing lures and I lost a few, so I was like, Oh, let me go to deadly Yeah. That was, that was fun. <laughs>
0: Bad time. Carniv- DeadlyDickLures.com. Deadly uh, Dick I'm, I'm so picturing idiot. Regurgitates album Carnivorous Erection. That's what I'm picturing. I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> <laughs> they should reek.
0: Dude,
1: uh, I, I I honestly like I haven't seen anything that is in close proximity that I can say I'm excited for at the moment. But yeah, like I'm gonna be hitting shows.
0: Well, yeah, they're not really back full full on here in New York. They're like the, the it's a very kind of low key matinee thing. Afterbirth is doing, mm-hmm. and the, besides that, there's maybe you know maybe every once in a while you hear about like that that Sabbath, bloody Sabbath covered band is killing it on Long Island. Yeah, they the, the that band just they did a few live stream things and some like. Videos of like them playing people's barbecues popped up, and now they're playing every fucking where, man. They're they're killing. They're really good too, man. Um,
1: yeah, dude. Cover bands like they always get all the maybe all the riches. You know? yeah. <laughs> they get all the better parts. Uh, AMH has a show I think coming up in, in oh the, yeah, end, end of the month or, or uh, okay. beginning of July or somewhere in mid July, something like that. Oh, yeah. uh, so I think it's I think it's July, probably later in the summer. But uh, Jukai is back uh local hardcore band jukai oh uh, yeah dude fun. they're with the masks and the surf influence yeah different that's a different one. Oh, there's uh, another yeah. jukai that yeah that was that you was i think of a different band I'm A different band, tom uh don't worry we'll talk about off air uh jukai shout out to them. how are you doing okay uh, my it. bad shout out to you guys um but yeah you know i'm excited to support friends by uh, buy drinks over there amh gonna be bigger too uh
0: secrets do tell oh, oh, oh. oh no well
1: no it's not secrets <laughs> whoa, 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 <laughs> well let's fucking whoa. talk about it. who cares uh they, both, they bought the spot next door wow uh in between them and the uh amity ale house so they're just gonna oh it's gonna be a bigger For knock that, that shit down, is
0: beautiful news yeah
1: right. a little more serious with the outside with the food and all this kind of chat, stuff shut the no. Valentine.
0: Yeah. hell yeah great good news
1: all right next up jim
0: excuse
2: me
1: that's the sickness um all right Jim, I just finished your episode about intestine ballism with a <laughs> death metal breakfast. Uh, um, the most striking thing about the band is how huge their riffs are. The riffs that open "Banquet and Darkness," the title track, and "Awakening" are so huge that they could be the only thing on their albums, and I'd be happy. Uh, they make me excited to be alive. What are the yes. hugest death metal riffs you can think of? Good
0: question. Excellent question. I got it. <laughs> yeah morpheus descends chronicles of the shadow ones ep has some really bordering on black metal almost atmospheric uh uh, dark death metal riffs that are the uh that are really big man yeah morpheus descends from upstate new york chronicles of the shadow ones shout out to them man if you're friends with them or if you're a fan of them tell them to come on the heavy hole i hit them up and booked them when we first started the podcast and I had to cancel on them because I had to get dental work done that day. I had, like, a toothache and all that shit, remember? And I canceled on them and tried to reschedule, and I think they were like, fuck, this guy flaked. Oh, well. But, mm. but whatever. But so, so yeah, shout out to Morpheus Descends. I'm a longtime fan. Come on the show. Come on the show. Yeah. I'm going to ask you
1: questions. You got a list, Tom? I wrote some things down. This is, you know, I'm sitting, I'm a jotter, so I was yeah. Jotting.
0: jotting. Yeah, jot
1: away. Um, so on jot, I though. think, like, the whole idea of, like, power metal and shit like that, they try to be so huge, so they'll, like, keep it heavy without going into like super power metal stuff no. one of the biggest ball riffs is the song Mountain
0: Machines by Zoth remember I brought that band in oh I'd have to reacquaint myself I remember the name yeah, yeah. it's just yeah there's something about the album came out last year right yeah, or, yeah a year and
1: a half ago or something yeah. either way the band fucking rips like they need yeah. more love they're, they're like you know technical death metal thrash kind of thing going on there really well packaged um, but yeah Mountain machines. It's one of those. They, they hit you with a really like kind of kind of happy happy riff mm-hmm. where it just feels endlessly good. And I could associate that with the whole intestine. E- e- that was the opposite of micro machines. Yes. Mountain wow. machines. Mountain wow. machines. And another one that's probably a little more well known is Decrepit Births Polarity, oh. which mm-hmm. is very big. Okay. That's a huge riff. Yeah. Now simple though. Uh, simple first thing man. that came to my head was uh was the Red Cord Ant Man. The start of that that song. Yeah, there's something. It sounds elastic. So go bang, go bang. Yeah, very. The it's inflated. Yeah, it gets big. It is weird the way that paces. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's not where my brain would have went, but that does sound so big. See, like you know, I got a hard time because I go to, like, I gotta not go to breakdowns. You know what I mean? Big like China's. Like just smashing
0: China symbols. Of course. Well, stuff. I feel like that's kind of an easy way out when you say a big right. riff. Like yeah. when I think, especially because he referenced I, intestinbolism. I agree. I you know. agree. He's going with more of that like for like ominous kind of flutter picking, you know, with like a blast or a or a, or a skank beat kind of black metalish. Yeah. Big riff, you know. Everything yeah. by that
1: band Mithras. That was on my list. Oh. That is all like... On Strange Lips. Yeah. Loops. Lips. Ooh, on Strange, strange Loops, loops. <laughs> yeah. Strange <laughs> <laughs> now. Uh, on Strange Loops. That's an album. Only big riffs there. There ain't space on the cover for nothing. is
0: yeah. <laughs> large. Uh, another one that comes to my mind, a band I talk about a lot on the podcast, but it's because it's such a classic uh, EP or album, whatever you call it. But go back and check out Depravity from Finland, <laughs> Silence of the Centuries. Uh, from the early '90s, it's it's not um, doesn't come up. Sh- I wish it got a nice proper uh, reissue. I think the Crypts put it out, but it sold out really quick. But anyway, the si- uh, Silence of the Centuries by um, Depravity from Finland that has some really nice big riffs, much in the same way I, I, I was describing with Morpheus descends. And uh, kinda, I'm going to squeeze this in here. Another band mm. I talk about a lot, Disfigured from Long Island, mm. had their Paroxysm demo and their Prelude to Dementia EP you know they do the breakdowns but they had a way especially when they blasted they did some more traditional flutter pick death metal riffs that had a they had they weren't they weren't as ominous as the other two bands i referenced but they had a kind of a uh complicated you know they would go on and on some sometimes some of those so that, that's that's my input
1: yeah man um brian hunt adds as a content uh a comment here I had never heard of intestine ballism prior to that episode. Man, I'm loving every bit of their sound. Great Riffs band. on riffs. Yes. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Brian. Great band. Me, uh, me. Speaking of which, next comment is our buddy Phil from Phil's Breakfast oh, Metal. Oh, this Phil. Oh, there, oh, there you go. I like this hey. question, too. Um, as a teenager, I basically forced myself to like black metal by listening to it over oh. and over again until it started to make sense to me.
0: Yeah. Are there
1: any albums, bands, or even genres you've done similar with, forcing yourself to take time on them? because you feel it's something you should enjoy, even if you don't get it on the first listen.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's right, though. Yeah. There's, thi- like, metal is, it's almost like when you play video games that are really hard over and over again, and then you finally get it. Like, there's metal albums that you kind of want to understand. Mm-hmm. Especially, yeah. I i mean, I wouldn't know, but I think for people, maybe like, maybe you guys could play, if you play an instrument, like, that's especially true, right?
1: Uh, Yeah, I think it's, I think it's
0: the idea of, like,
1: you know, listening to music is much more passive. So it's about like an analogy to me would be learning an easy song on guitar is different than just like playing it as opposed to mastering it, like playing it over and over again. Like when you play like a simple three chord song over and over again, and you know it in and out, unlike just playing along to the chords. Um, but like as a listener perspective, like, yeah, I mean, I, I black metal, some black metal releases were like that for me. Like, Transylvania Hunger took about two spins before I was just like, okay, I know what volume I need to listen to this at, because I was Uh, always scared that it was going to just pop. It's got no... It's so static. It's so thin. Yeah. Um, But yeah, one specifically, I remember watching that Vice documentary where it covered the the one-man death metal, I mean, black metal projects. Um, Leviathan, Stryborg, and Zaster. Yeah. I checked out Leviathan, it immediately clicked. I checked out Streeborg. I said, fuck this. Huh. Um, I checked out Zaster and I didn't know what to think. And then I started doing the heavy rotation and uh, I got like mesmerized by some of those albums. Like, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Subliminal Genocide mm-hmm. is one of the coolest black metal albums. It's weird, but it, it's it's like the kind of shit you fall asleep to and then you you dream like ethereally. Huh. It's very strange. That and... um the funeral of being those two albums specifically
0: Uh, It's something i gotta go back and be more familiar with myself i would i would say two things that come to mind immediately when i think about stuff that like i wasn't i didn't maybe understand when i first but i like felt this need to listen to and and try to get into more that i now do enjoy mayhem mystery stum satanis um which i had a copy of that on tape in high school and would like listen to but it just, i just wasn't ready for it my mind couldn't wrap around it back then and now i actually i bought it on vinyl from chat to record reserve record store in Northwood chat to timmy uh, a while ago I, for a year or two i bought that from him um having had listened to that that same tape i had the last few years and i love having it on vinyl now because i really do enjoy it now and another thing that comes to mind is like even over the last year or two i never got into blasphemy uh, the idea of war metal is still very like interesting and new to me, but I, it's hard to listen to. And I got into Blasphemy. They're two albums. I, I, I couldn't venture into their live and rehearsal tapes that are out there or their demo, but they're two albums. I just I bought on tape because Nuclear War Now I think is the one who reissued them. But um, uh, I really enjoy them now in a similar way to like some of the more like caveman death metal and grindcore I like from back in the day. And I think I'm kind of like like just starting to get war metal a little bit, but mm. it's like that's still something that I'm not not hundred percent on man, but I feel this need to kind of try to understand it more man. Mm. So there's that.
1: Yeah I never I don't, I don't really have this experience. Mm. I'm usually just like if I don't if I'm listening to something and there isn't immediately like some sort of kernel that I can grab onto that makes me want to like explore it a little bit more. I just don't listen to it. And that's probably why I'm not as like well versed in a lot of classic shit as as other people is because it, it either missed me at the time or I haven't gotten like a back you know back around to it yet. I mean, to be fair, that's more of my experiences than not. Yeah. You know, like there's a lot of stuff where I missed it, and maybe sometimes I went back. I wouldn't say I repeated, like I didn't make sure I had to go back and repeat it. Like, yeah, yeah like. I I had heard, when I was younger, I heard Nocturnus is the key, and it was like cool, but I never really got into it. And then over the past couple of years, revisiting it, I wouldn't call it the same thing, though. yeah
0: I I would say that in my like mid to late 30s now, like I'm 38 now, I'd say probably in the last five or six years I've gotten, and the podcast has definitely inspired me a lot, but even in the years, you know, the years preceding starting the podcast is probably part of what got me into wanting to do this podcast. Is I got really into that idea of revisiting older stuff that I kind of had like shut myself off from, or maybe had given a spin once when I was 17, and I, you know, I don't even really understand what it sounds like anymore. I just had an impression of it then. Like, I, you know, now I'll go all the time on YouTube and just be like, let me, let me go back and check this band out. Let me, you know, let me see what this was all about. Not sometimes not even death metal. Sometimes just you know different. You know like like more commercial stuff or whatever right i i think
1: their timing kind of fixes a lot of shit like there are certain times yeah. where the first impression i get of a band is like not good and then out of nowhere i hear it again and all of a sudden i'm into it yeah sure. yeah yeah so i don't know i mean that's interesting phil that you like made yourself I, I, let me know what you were listening to like force yeah. yourself to listen to like that cause. Yeah. what was your resume it's like you're it's like you were trying to like get huge like for like uh some sort of lifting competition. Getting metal (laughs) swole. That
0: sounds like war metal. (laughs) I picture Phil like duct taping headphones onto his head and like blasting Cradle of Filth every day. Like that (laughs) that
1: drummer of Mute Math. Okay, so from Taylor. Taylor, what are your most extreme show memories? Whether it be crazy shit going on in the pit, violence, injuries, or otherwise. Also, when's the four-track Big Will cassette project dropping? Ooh. Ooh. Good it question. Yeah,
0: call me out. I have the timestamps. I gotta send you guys. So oh yeah, the it's scenes, good. Behind yeah. the scenes production comment. You either know or you don't. Chat.
1: Yeah. Um, Yo five points to that question. Yeah, yeah. my uh,
0: points back at. No, my my project will be out. Uh, come coming soon, man. To a to a band camp near you. Twenty twenty one. Well, I, I, this is something I thought about. Uh, maybe people can relate if you're also in a band or you do music or even if you have some sort of creative or kind of craft uh type of thing that you do for a hobby or for a living or whatever it is man sometimes you like you do something and you get this kind of like i don't know if you want to call it performance anxiety or fear of fear of success or fear of completion but it's like you like i'm it's all recorded i played a few guys like a good month ago
1: yeah, yeah i wrote
0: cool. out the timestamps mm-hmm. that we need and I've just been, like, I procrastinate, and it's kind of like you have this anxiety about putting it out. And I feel like I'm so used to being part of a band every time something comes out that it's in motion and there's other people involved, so I just do my part and it, and it comes out. But this whole, you know, this is all me on this. I've never really put out something all by myself except for just putting rap songs on the internet, but that wasn't a real release. So I think I have a mental block I'm trying to get past with putting this out. Well, okay.
1: Taylor, we're gonna help Will get over his mental yeah. block. Yeah, yeah. and it, it will come out. We have heard it, it's fucking awesome.
0: They're gonna they're gonna um, take me outside and they're gonna slap me in the head and they're gonna hit me with the garden hose a few times with the cold water. Yeah, we'll know, show right? some pain but then some love. Yeah, we're gonna get this four track out, <laughs> four track tape out. Uh, back to the first part of the question. <laughs> uh,
1: what are your most extreme show memories, whether it be crazy <clears> shit going on in the pit, violence injuries, gotta yada yada. I only have one. You only have one. I have one. How? did We just we have the same episode... band. Did we just <laughs> <end the episode? laughs> I only have one that I'm going to share. Uh, and this, this, uh, this was a great, this is really uh, just a fantastic uh, experience. Uh, so Tom and I were in a, we're high school, we went to high school together, and we were playing uh, in a high school band. We uh, did a lot of uh, different covers of things. Um, you know, getting our feet wet in this sort of thing of, of playing with people. Skin of my teeth yes. cover by we ex- Megadeth. We did skin mm-hmm. of my teeth. We did uh, "Death and Fire" by Amon Marth. Yeah, uh, nice. And, and and others. Yeah, uh, yeah. and among others, uh, They were like 15 or 16. It yes, was cool. not songs. Age, yeah, age-wise, yeah, yeah. yes. Um, we did four songs. So, uh, so we played in the in the school uh, cafeteria, and it was fun because you know we were good brothers with like uh, this this hardcore band that was a little more experienced than us. So they had brought a bit of a following to the high school. So, uh, some of that following, you know, would be some, you know, unnamed, uh, mosh gangs around, uh, uh, Long Island. Yeah. So here we are, um, Tom and I finished playing, you know, we we're all really good. Uh, other things happened. That was fun. So we're watching our friend's band go and we're getting really into it. And then people start, you know, mosh dancing in front of us. And we're like, this is fun. This is what I've heard so much about as a child. Oh, this, this is what, is what goes, this yeah. is what goes on. Yeah. Riffs are great. Here, this is happening. So this one guy who didn't go to the school, you know, didn't even go there, was from far away, spin kicks right in front of me and Tom. A little, uh, you know, we felt, we smelled what he had stepped in. Let's just say that. Okay. Immediately afterwards, a flying Mr. Saltman, Tom Saltman's dad, comes and throws this kid around. (laughs) Right to the ground. Don't you dare spin kick next to my son and his friend. That's funny, man. We're in a school. This is where learning happens. This is not where violence happens. My dad doesn't talk like that at all. But he didn't say that. No, it's paraphrase. It's good. It was right. That was the intent. The hard yeah. spot. On. All right. So that was that's the story. Um, he actually did it twice though, which was pretty fun. He kicked some. He, the guy kicked some nerd. My dad uh, threw uh, this gentleman one more time, and it was pretty fun to watch. Yeah. Tom I, and I were so cool. His dad fucking saved us.
0: I'm still wondering if your dad was trying to like get aggressive with me by popping on Instagram Live. He, he
1: was going to start shit, man. <laughs> but yeah, then he well, realized like, he forgot his shirt.
0: Yeah, like he, he. I'm wondering if that was a threat and some like a veiled threat. I don't know. <laughs> you I, see, just like what's yeah, up? Yeah, yeah, I know man. you
1: see a man's I, chest. Hello. Like, <laughs> Honestly, pull up. though, like since then, one of my first shows. I've yeah. been to so many shows and seen so many people get punched in the face and dumb shit like that. Sure, yeah. Um, the one one memory that sticks out to me is going to see Misery Index. Now, I like Misery Index. I did not expect the violence that I saw at St. Vitus. St. Vitus, of all places, not very big venue, right? Yeah, yeah. What was really strange is that Andrew Cuomo was in the pit, and he was angry. I kid you not. <laughs> it looked like Andrew and Chris Cuomo, like people who never listened to metal in their life. You know those people, Will, yeah. when they show up and they just want to fuck shit up because well, they think it's a metal show.
0: I, can We just we have to back up and explain for the listeners that aren't from Long Island.
1: All oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Because
0: that sounds weird. And uh, our esteemed governor Andrew Cuomo and his brother Chris Cuomo, who just coincidentally works for CNN. That's just everything's obvious now. They don't even try it's to hide, to hide no, it. Now, no, no
1: hiding at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally
0: yeah. unbiased. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that was cool. Yeah, Ellen DeGeneres told me Cuomo's cool. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but um, yeah. Well, the thing is, the my theory. I don't want to get. But my whole theory about how he got over and Andrew Cuomo was able to convince the whole country that he's like this great dude. Is because that kind of like like there's a guy in every neighborhood bar on Long Island and into like Queens and and stuff that is like that that is Andrew that, Plummer. that yes. has that kind of like line of shit you know that they're talking, mm-hmm. but the thing is people I guess aren't used to it outside of Long Island so he kind of was able to like wheeze the whole rest of the country you know with the, like yeah. that if you have that overly like a little bit worse than Big Will's Long Island accent. And, you know, we we can just, uh, yeah, I, I think everybody needs to get through, the, you know, that kind of thing. The kind of guy but who looks can, like their dad bought him a boat last yeah, year, and it's not yeah. working, so they're kind of mad about it. But you just squeeze a few big words in there, and, like, they, he managed to fool everybody. But, yeah, mm-hmm. so well, Tom's implying that there were a couple of these, like, dime a dozen Cuomo-like guys in the mosh pit at St. Oh, Vice. Yeah, yeah like, with, yeah. With,
1: with, um, with casual Friday outing gear but did not
0: belong in St. Vitus but they yeah. were out for blood these people
1: it was very interesting oh like when they,
0: the Cuomo guys get loose in the pit yeah I know it's Chicago, that happens on the yeah, island like
1: two of those dudes yeah. looking yeah. just like Andrew Cuomo tight yeah. curls and everything and I'm like yeah. what are you doing here in your sweater yeah. like picking fights with smelling like, like garlic yeah you're picking fights with a 16 year old
0: smelling yeah. like pimento you smell like
1: focaccia anyway that's that uh, yeah. Will you've been to way more shows than I have
0: uh, maybe um, it's, it's in the line of work um, I'm trying, right off the bat, uh, you got, what happened, man? I'm trying to think of some, some stories here. Well, there, I, the, not, 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 not one I'm proud to share, but I, I was there at the Knitting Factory in Manhattan many years ago when the Locust performed Ooh. and the kid, uh, passed out and had a diabetic, uh, uh, seizure and died. He died. Really? The paramedics came, yeah, the, I, I'll never forget the kid had a shirt on. Looked like a homemade stencil shirt that said beer is my other drug. And we noticed him getting a little, you know, wild. I did notice, and you know, I'm being honest. And then at some point the locust was still playing and like paramedics came in and took the kid out on a stretcher and the locust was still playing. And I heard, so I, you know, I heard a week later from a friend of mine who was at a show that was that said, yo, I heard that kid died that night from, from and it was a diabetic seizure.
1: That's fucking sad. Yeah,
0: so that sucks. And, that, you know, I'm not happy to have seen that. It's not like something I'm bragging about, but we're talking about stuff that happened. Now, it's not necessarily violent, but, you know, it's, it's kind of crazy. I can't um, find like that. about wow. um, that. Now, I mean, stuff I want. Well, I used to go to shows. My first shows that I went to were with my band Cursed Earth in high school, opening up for Dehumanized at Castle Heights in Queens, and that place was pretty notorious for violence. Not like I was out there swinging. Like, I'm not saying this to make me sound like a tough guy, but there were some crazy pits there. I mean, Dehumanized would play, and the whole room would just back up and become a pit, and there would be, like, 30 people just going doing, like, Queens, New York, hardcore dancing shit, you know? Not yeah, even... a lot
1: of people don't understand that, too, yeah. along with the Cuomo thing, like, straight up. The, the New York scene is really there well it's a lot of one-upsmanship amongst
0: apes well i once i started going out of state to see other shows i realized not like yeah like you have actually like metal pits which are more like kind of circle pits breaking out and push pits push push and shove pits but yeah growing up i mean you would go to see death metal that was actually in the 90s the fights would break out between hardcore crowds and metal crowds a lot because of that in the late 90s man because of the People would go in there just trying to hurt people and be dickheads, and the metal scene wasn't really, that wasn't how you did it in the metal. So, so yeah, that, that, that was a thing, man. Um, I mean, I'm not going to talk about stuff that I wasn't there for that I didn't see because I've heard, you know, I wasn't there for some of that stuff. But violent stuff, it shows, man. I mean, I, you know, we've all seen people get hit in the face and people get kind of knocked out and you got to drag them to the side. That stuff does happen.
1: Dude, I've been hit in the face. Right? Yeah, me like, too. I've been, you know... I'm not one to participate in the pit. I actually did that as I got older a little bit. Yeah. Not exactly swinging around hardcore style, but, yeah, like, I, I did some stage diving and shit at Vitus. Uh-huh. You know, like, nowhere else, really. I don't, uh, what
0: was that called, place called? Was that place called?
1: The Atron, Acheron? Ashron?
0: Yeah, that was a good place. I yeah, I think place. I did
1: some stage diving there. King Parrot, whenever they come and play. That's that's the yeah. rowdy band. Oh, yeah, that's a good band. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, dude, I don't know. We... It's a lot of shit. That's
0: just. I mean, yeah, it I've becomes seen. Becomes unnoteworthy at a point. I remember something. there was the time at um, what was the Pearl Jam bar, the, the wing place that was open. even Flo. even flow even flow here you on know. Long Island, oh, which oh, did have no, a lot no. of great had a lot of great underground shows. Man, it had I mean, a lot of
1: good wings too. Weirdly
0: mm-hmm. named place, but they really liked Pearl Jam. But they did have a lot of great death metal and hardcore shows here. But it got violent because that hardcore crowd that like. They don't understand that like death metal isn't about ninja kicking people in the face, as you know, and shit like that. But, um, yeah, I remember seeing a guy literally get like jumped and like dragged by his feet from the pit, like beyond the, the bar out the front door, and like just like kicked out of the whole venue. And then, and then I, I remember a guy like. Like, they all were splitting, and, like, one of the guys who was involved allegedly ran back inside to get his, like, to-go bag of of wings. (laughs) (laughs) He was like, all right, I'm out, I'm out, I'm out. Like, got his wings and, like, gave everyone a dap real quick. Like, all right, all right, all right. (laughs) Love it. I definitely will never forget that. That was unfortunate. Um, Yeah, what else, man? I I definitely, there's got to be something else kind of crazy, man. I I feel like
1: this is the kind of shit that will just pop up in the episode. Well, uh, other was, episodes too like i've gotten more hurt playing shows than i ever you, yeah justin shows. used to fuck himself up some of the craziest shit i've seen is just justin when we were playing in the band like you broke so many guitars you used to jump off of amps i'm broke, sorry no honestly reason. not that gracefully so no, hurt not, a, not i'm not a nice like i'm not i'm not a nice person <laughs> i'm not a graceful person
0: yeah i broke my foot twice um and I say jumping off stage, not like I was on some huge stage crowd surfing, but, you know, like at St. Vitus or one of those places, I kind of like, you know, hop down off of like a three foot riser or something like that into the crowd. But there was one time I did it at St. Vitus and like as I hopped off of this three foot like stage into the crowd or however high the stage is, if it's not that high, but like people were moshing. And a guy kind of knocked me off of my balance, so I landed with all my weight on one foot and I was off for the rest of the night. And it turned the next morning, it was all swollen. It turned out I broke oh, no. my foot. Fuck, yeah. Man. yeah that, dude. that happened once, man. And um,
1: The activity of Vitus is hard
0: to read sometimes. Sometimes
1: it yeah. gets so rowdy, and then sometimes they don't give a shit. Yeah. Like I used to go to so many shows, and like I mentioned, going to King Parrot shows and stuff. Whenever they played Vitus, it was nuts, and I would be stage diving and all that shit. When I got too comfortable doing that, I think the next time I went to Vitus, which was like a week later, Decrepit Birth was playing, and they were doing a, cr- uh, a cover of Crystal Mountain, and I was drunk enough where I was just like, I'm going to stage dive. Yeah. And I tried it, and I noticed it wasn't happening like right as the jump. Well, it's what funny. It was just like no one was having fun.
0: It's like, funny you mentioned Decrepit Birth because I was there when Decrepit Bill staged dove and broke his leg. Like, Oh, I was, yeah, yeah. I, two years ago, oh, no. I was singing for Pyrexia. It was Pyrexia, internal bleeding, opening up for Decrepit Birth. Um... I gotta get this wrong. It was a cool lineup. Bunch it was of like Ar- Arsis, Arsis, right? and and uh, uh, right? within destruction. Yeah, but 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 regardless, yeah. Decrepit Birth in California. like I think it was the second show or se- second or third show, man. And uh, like and it was like earlier on in the set, and Decrepit Bill went to stage dive, and ju- but were like. Maybe he thought there was more people in that section than there really were. Maybe the lights or something, you know, he couldn't see well. But there wasn't enough people to really support him at that particular area where he jumped. And he broke, he did break his leg and they had to drop off for that tour. And we played the whole rest of the tour with Arsis, uh, you know, taking up the headlining um, gig, which was kind of crazy, man. And did I ever tell you guys on the podcast about Las Vegas, uh, the, the skinhead trying to rip us off and the other guy pulled a knife? Nah. That didn't get violent, but it got sketchy. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> sounds um, all right. Artificial brains first tour with Geigen and Pierron. I think I might. I feel like I told this on maybe the tour episode or one of the older episodes. But I'll tell. I'll tell it again a little bit. We played some show in Las Vegas, and when you think Las Vegas, you think of the lights and the strip. No, it was like kind of off the beaten path, in like the more suburb area of Las Vegas. Like it looked kind of like a ranch bar, like off the beaten path. On the know?
1: end of the strip. Yeah, way down, it was man. all
0: way. It was it was nowhere near the strip, but but um, and it was a it was a cool. So we show up. We're in the parking lot. We're loading in. There's some metalheads milling about. There was actually some cool kids there. They were like 16 and 17 that knew artificial brain, but couldn't get in because they were too young. So we gave them some merch and stuff. Man, those kids were cool, and. Then uh, the guy promoting it was this big, tall, I I call him a skinhead. He was just, you know, he had a shaved head, white guy with a shaved head. I'm not going to put that label on him, but whatever. And that doesn't necessarily mean you're a racist or a Nazi if you're a skinhead, too. That's a whole other topic. But um, uh, big, bald head, white dude, uh, uh, biker kind of looking guy, booked the show. And, you know, he was nice enough in the parking lot when we pulled up and talked to him. But uh, long story short, we performed the show, good crowd, good set. Everything's going nice. And we kinda keep seeing this guy. Uh, he wants me to do a shot with him, you know, after our set, but he's getting progressively drunker. Really drunk mm. throughout the night. He's he's getting pretty wasted actually. So now the sounds guy sounds like you
1: know, an episode of Heavy Hole. Yeah. Just <laughs> yes. me
0: with another hair. All right. So last band play, Geigen plays. And now the bands now now the people have left. We're lo- we got our gear loaded up. You know, everything's kind of clearing out. We're, we're, you know, we're drinking our last beers. That you know, they were kind enough to give us some pictures of beer there. Bartender was Big Josh. Security was Angel. They were both really cool guys to us, and that comes in, into play a little bit later in the story. And um, now there's no one in the bar, but big uh, uh, bald-headed promoter, so-called promoter guy who put the show together. His kind of like crony like dude, who is kind of like a smaller, skinnier dude, who's got this weird like black like a whatever black metal band made a back patch with an AK forty seven in their logo. That's what he was. rocking. Was his name
1: like Dirty Andy or something?
0: I yeah, was I it a chains- Didn't meet his acquaintance. I didn't make his acquaintance. <laughs> right, right. I didn't catch his name. But he was kind of like the crony guy with this other guy. I know. So it's these two guys and the doorman angel and Big Josh the bartender. Are down at one end of the bar with Eric from Geigen, who's kind of like the de facto stage manager because it's just the three bands on the tour, um, and and us and the artificial brain and Piran are all the way at the other end of the bar. We're drinking our beers, chit-chatting, whatever, and we're all the vibe is everyone's getting ready to go. And I kind of, I'm looking down there, I can't really hear what they're saying, but I can tell it's not all going smoothly. Not good. Yeah. And um, I I get the vibe, like maybe, you know, it's just Eric down there. At that point, you know, the bartender and the security guy were cool to us, but who knows? We're in a different town. We're far away from home. So I go down there, and I just kind of sit on the bar stool, you know, next to Eric. I don't really get involved. I'm just listening to what's going on. And. Basically, long story short, is the big, tall promoter, skinhead guy, who bald head guy. He made enough money from the crowd to pay all the bands their guarantee and whatever else, and make some extra money for himself. But blew it all, allegedly, on cocaine and alcohol. Allegedly, <laughs> in between the time. I, the- hypothetically <laughs> speaking, this happened. Yeah. Oh, so things happen he fast. sounds fun, and he's fast. also so shit faced that he's kind of. Um, maybe to deal with the situation, exaggerating how how shit faced he is, but he's definitely fucked up because he was getting drunk the whole night, and he's kind of like you know staring at this. Oh, what? Oh, okay. I don't know. That's that's fucked up. And just taking like cash out of his pocket and trying to like like <laughs> like shove it at you like oh take it like you know. And he, <laughs> and you're kind of like trying to reason with him like no man. And I I I, I, I think. At one point, the bartender or the security guy said, why don't you two guys go in the back and count it again and see what you got? And that was kind of like to be like, just go in the back. What do you, you know what I mean? Like, whatever. Like, come back with the money kind of, you know, vibe. Yeah. So as he's saying that, I don't know if this is maybe because I walked over and I got in the mix it like, like, now, you know, you know I got like, like, what's going on? The little skinny, sketchy guy that was the crony, I see him take a knife. Like a fold-up handle knife, maybe about a four or five-inch blade. And he thinks no one sees him. He's kind of like off, you know, like six feet away in the corner. Like, you know, like pacing back and forth while everyone's talking back and forth. Mm -hmm. Takes the knife out, unfolds it, and puts it back in his pocket. Like, the only thing I could think he would do that for is so it's ready for action. Yeah. And I'm thinking, too, that maybe he's just doing that thinking that he doesn't know us. Mm -hmm. Right? Because this big, tall dude is too drunk to do anything against eight dudes. I don't care how much smaller than him you know most of my crew is or whatever man like you know this guy's not really doing shit he's so drunk and his little skinny friend maybe just felt like he needed so I'm you know but at the same time that's weird so then they they go back with knife in pocket now to the back room allegedly to recount the money or whatever and i look at and now the bar, the bartender and and the security guy come, They're like they're, they're like, listen, guy, we're sorry. This is fucked up. This ain't cool. Bands aren't going to want to play here, man. We appreciate you guys. Like, they were really trying to smooth it out with us, and, you know, this guy's going to pay your money, da-da-da. We're never going to have him here again, that type of thing. And, and I say, well, yeah, you guys got a bat or something back there or anything or, or a shotgun because the guy's got a knife that he just took out in his pocket or whatever like that. And they're like, really? Uh, apparently I was the only one who saw it. So... They come back, and they had, like, I think, like, another 50 bucks or 100. Like, not what we were owed. What, not what anyone was owed or whatever. And the Big Josh, shout to Big Josh. I wish I could think of the club. Shout to Big Josh out there in Vegas. He got um, uh, pissed. And I remember him telling this, like, I mean, we, they, you know, they call him Big Josh, man. Like, you know, like myself, he, he, he was an overweight dude. Not necessarily like a bodybuilder type of dude. This big dude who booked the show. He was like a big biker-looking, prison-looking dude. And big Josh, to his credit, he was like, I think he called him a bitch. I th- he was like, he was like, or a pussy, whatever he said, man. But he was like, he was like, fuck that! You're gonna come in here and you're gonna be ripping off bands. You're never gonna book another show in, in this fucking town. Da da da. You better get that money. You better go to the ATM. Whatever you gotta do.
2: Da da da. da. He went off
0: on him. And the guy, Angel, shout out to Angel, the security guy there. He wasn't the tallest man. He wasn't the biggest. But those two guys stood up for us like a motherfucker to these two sketchy kind of uh, you know weirdo guys, man. That was cool, man. And, and they and they made him go to the ATM. I don't think he pulled out as much money as we were owed, but it made it square. He pulled out some money from the ATM and made it square with us to the point where I, I, Eric from Geigen, shout out to him, he gave us the bulk of the money. And he took as you know as much as he needed, I guess, for gas. But he made sure we got our guarantee because he was looking out for us. And um, but yeah, it could have gotten hairy. But I felt like that, like the bartender Josh and the security guy Angel, they really had our back, and they didn't want the reputation of their club getting trashed. I think it was chicks in in, in uh, Las Vegas uh, uh, by this guy, man. And that guy, he, he went home with his tail between his legs. That was crazy, man. You know, and he gave this guy two-
1: probably went home, thought about his life, went to Silicon Valley. No successful CEO. Yeah, he probably has apps, uh, a ton of apps. What the apps? Yeah. yeah, they call and, them and not mozzarella sticks. It's, it's, it's the weird different. Apps. Oh, hey, that's hey, a man. fun story yeah. though. Shout like yeah, yeah, out to that one. You know,
0: those local heroes, you, you need them. You know, on your side, you know? That was that was cool, man. That was a hairy night. Could have gotten really really bad, I guess, but it didn't. So that's cool, man. Yeah,
1: you know people. Yeah, uh, you know people think like, um you know, if you're a band on tour or something like that, or or even if you had a show or whatever um, that like a lot of what you're experiencing has to do with the venue and and sometimes that might be true you know but a lot of times these you know pr- they hire promoters to, to come in and out of, of, of whatever sort of bar be, or, or yeah. anything you're at and you know just uh, make sure you have the full story before uh, you pull a knife out or something like that How you, you know yeah you never know what's
0: gonna happen <laughs> so, yeah I mean. that's, that's crazy
1: yeah dude all right, one I've, more question. I've, from I've Patreon. pulled.
0: I've pulled. I've broken up a few fights that Sal started drunk, allegedly. <laughs> next, no, another I, time. Again, that's yeah, no, it. No, next episode. No. <laughs> um,
1: all right, one more question from Patreon before we move on to mm. another platform. Um, panic courts down in New Zealand making fun of us. We're gonna have to explain ourselves, apparently.
0: Oh boy, I don't know you nut.
1: <sighs> I'm quite surprised you fellas have. You fellows have never traveled overseas, particularly to USA, any USA, European metal festivals. USA!
0: USA!
1: USA! USA! USA okay. I'm proud to be Perhaps your Long Island location <laughs> means you're spoilt. I like this word. I think it's, yeah, spoilt. For spoiled. choice, with bands coming through from every corner of the earth. Any plans to travel in the future? Well, firstly, let me explain something. As an American, yeah, do it. Tell them Americans don't travel. Okay, we're busy working. We get two weeks holiday, and we have to we have to spend it at the hospital taking care of something. That's the American way.
0: Also, America's fucking big. I mean, there's people in Europe who probably had like they think they've traveled because they've like been around Europe. Like you're German and you've been to like a bunch of European countries, dude. dude look, at, look. Compare Europe and the United States. If you've traveled around the United States, exactly, you've seen a lot of different places and things. Like I'm, right, I, I, right. You know, well, I'm, I'm just making the point. It's a good point. Yo, I'm just making the point. It's a totally valid point. I'm not. I'm not knocking the Europeans. There, I
1: think it layers. Uh, well, I mean, he's from New Zealand. Panic well, Chords over here. Yeah, uh-huh. Panic Chords. I'm not knocking. Uh-huh. No, not knocking it off. But how's how Heavy Hill going to go overseas when we know you have to have a Heavy Hill well, like, boat? No, we don't have New a Heavy Hill
0: boat. How are we going overseas? <laughs> New Zealand, probably way less congested and crowded than oh. over here. I'm not not. They handled the COVID thing a little bit well, nicer, yeah, a little bit easier. Be, so yeah. the they're cool. I, I like yeah, gr- Ulcerate's a good band. Good, uh, you know. But I'm not knocking the New Zealanders, but I'm just making the point. Mm-hmm. Smaller country than tech. the United States. You could say you drove all around New Zealand. Say you drove all around the United States, you're covering a little more territory.
1: Yes, um, but what I've noticed culturally about the travel thing, firstly, like, less than half of Americans have passports to even get out of the country. So in a pinch. (laughs) Um, Secondly, I I went to Germany for Oktoberfest, and I went to an English-speaking hostel. And when I expected to get there, I expected to see a lot of English people, a few Americans, and then people sprinkled in. When we got there, it was 90% Australians. Mm. Australians travel like motherfuckers. I'm jealous, yes, but I'm also proud of myself. Mm. I made it, okay? Mm, did. I didn't go for a festival revolving around blast boots. I got drunk. It was fantastic.
0: Mm. Now, with that I, being said... I would have been prouder if it was a blast boot festival. Mm. Well,
1: I, I just... Come on, man. I'm trying to make this work.
0: Either way, uh, yeah, culturally, we just don't travel, dude. Like, as much. Um... um well, it's also—I mean—that's also turns into kind of like—I feel it like on a certain level—it could be a privilege thing, uh, an, a class thing because I, my parents were in no position to be flying anyone to Paris or doing a European vacation or a Hawaiian vacation or anything like that when I was a kid. And there are people that just, by virtue of maybe being in a more wealthy family, that can afford that—you know—get to travel the world as a kid or as a teenager. Yeah, and if 100%. you're from
1: if you're from England and you're not in a position to be spending a lot of money, like. Doing these travels, you can still hit France on a weekend. Yeah, you can still hit Spain. Well that, you can still hit Portugal. You can hit. You can hit Italy on a week off. Yes, yeah, so we don't have that, to. We don't well, have to defend.
0: That it, speaks to my point about you know United States. I mean, you could go to you know you Cal- go to Canada. You know, you could, or you could go to uh, you yeah. know down to Florida. You could go to Philly. You could, there's old places to go, and you know I you go to. You know, Colorado. I got a friend who got a job working at the airport, man. He flies all over the place. He, but you it's not out of not wanting to. As Tom said, first of all, it's less culturally accepted to, to take a lot of time off of work to travel here in the United States. It's generally something that you do. It's emphasized that you do that when you're in your late teens, early 20s. When no one has money. When Yeah, when no one has money. So, like, 10%
1: a, of people get to yeah. do that,
0: and their parents usually pay for it in some capacity.
1: Which is fine. God bless him. But
0: and when you're in a band, it's really fucking hard to get overseas without financial backing. You know, like it's a lot easier to go down to Florida and back and play seven, eight, nine, ten shows. You know, to Florida and then back to New York than for a week. Than it is to go to Europe for a band. A lot of that is mainly just airfare, yeah. plane tickets. You know what I mean? And so it's like it's it's a it's a it's a whole different bag. But that, that I guess that would be my answer is like a family vacations when i was a kid and when i was growing up were, you know we're not that um uh you know far far flung uh, to, to leave the country or anything like that and then once i got a little bit older since my early 20s the goal has kind of been to like to be able to go on a tour outside of the country with one of my bands and we've been trying to do that and and building towards that and it's just not easy man it's you know it's not always the easiest thing so that's my answer.
1: I love this the wording of this question. Perhaps your Long Island location means you're for choice. We yeah. true are on the longest island. I was just about to say that. Like yeah. for that part of the question, yeah, we get a lot of shit. Like well, we've seen more bands, yeah. you know, everyone comes to the city, plays Brooklyn, plays Manhattan. Yeah, even like when when and there's been there's been I feel like droughts when when uh when venues uh, close on the island when there's not like really good places to play. Yeah. Before the Paramount For some shit Bigger shit Like that Or when the donkey Was still up And when that closed uh, And then You know we, there's, there's local bars and, and smaller venues And clubs Or whatever That come and go All the time There's a few mainstays Which are amazing But like There are certain bands That won't come to the island For whatever reason Yeah You know what yeah. I mean uh, I think like That's what I love so much About AMH Is it's kind of Trying to take like the You know They're like Joining up with Vitus As well To like bring that stuff A little more east which is cool, but we're, we're 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 spoiled because uh, it's um, an hour or two drive. Yeah, uh, I, I wouldn't
0: say Long wherever. Island in, in particular, because yeah, like it's shows are a little bit harder out here, but yeah, you know, yeah, you can't beat a forty-five minute to an hour drive out to out to the place where every tour Dude, does hit. You know? Saint
1: Vitus, like it's surprisingly easy to get there. Like it's hard to get around Brooklyn, Long Island to Brooklyn. Yeah, most areas of Brooklyn are bad, but because it's right on the border of Queens, there. It's really not that yeah, bad. This yeah. is a,
0: a,
2: a gem. Yeah, you
1: fun. just you pop right over there. It's like pretty easy, you know. You get off Greenpoint. It's, it's surprisingly less packed than a lot of the other city areas. So yeah. that that does yeah, not mean that like uh I don't want to wrap my feet in garbage bags and be, go traveling in the mud yes. uh, during a Euro festival or something. Oh, dude, like that. I'm I'm going to obscene extreme at some point in my life. I'm gonna make that happen. I don't know when better not have kids before then, and if I do have kids, I'm bringing them with. Yeah, pack them up. They're going to go with me. They're going to see what dreadlocks are like. <laughs> uh, amazing. Why this question at the end? Oh, yeah, so there's another question from Panic Chords here. Justin, any tips for learning to play fast and any weird chord voicings you want to share? Um, well, the second part of that, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. That's what... not how I do it.
0: Well, That's how I you do talk things. about working on your riffs every episode, dude. Yeah, you but, gotta I, don't, have, but yeah, I don't You got to be ready. To but bring I don't work the on the my. Co- but
1: I don't work on my chord voicings because oh. I don't really know exactly what that means. Uh, to be honest, though, um, I'm not like what you called like an educated uh, man in terms of guitar and such like that. But um, I just kind of do what feel what uh, what feels right to me, what sounds right to me. Man, um, I, mean, I bounce a lot of shit off Tom, who's a little more musically inclined than I am. Uh, he's got a bit of an ear. Uh, I just kind of do what what feels right. And um, I, I, guitar for me, man, I figured it, all, I figured it out myself. And I, I learned from the back of Guitar World magazine, playing tabs, learning my favorite tracks, uh, expanding off of that. Um, man, make it your own. I was saying I found that YouTube channel, Fish Your Way. You know, play play your way. Play guitar your way. Uh, tips for learning fa- how to play fast? Play slow. Get good at playing slow. Yeah. And then speed it up. Um like you know, a little bit each time. Uh, Five, ten BPM each time. Yeah, they say That's it's it. practice. Like it's important to start with a metronome. Yeah. I say before you even hit a metronome, just make sure you know every note you're playing. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. like and then notes. hit the metronome and then, yeah. you, and then start the metronome slow and speed yep. it up. There's a step before metronome. Um, a tool that I love a lot, and if uh, if you have a computer and and uh, a few extra dollars a month or whatever, is Guitar Pro. Uh, it's a tablature uh, MIDI kind of software that you can. Uh, you can write music in; it plays it back to you. You can uh, find a bunch of websites where people have transcribed different songs and load that in. And then within that software, you can uh, you know you can alter the tempos of like certain things that you're playing uh, from you know to whatever you're comfortable with to uh, wherever you want to be. And that's how I mean. In more recent years, I would actually. When I was working in the city and I did a lot of commuting on the train, I would write music in that program just on a computer, like like a goddamn Excel, uh, Excel spreadsheet, and um, and get back home and try and play it and be like, wow, I just wrote riffs that I cannot play, Right. and then the challenge was just, well, now we nah, need to play these. So many white collar dudes going, nice sheets, dude. Yeah, nice fucking sheets, nice dude. dude. Oh man, this uh, what is that? Is that seven over four? That's pretty nice. Um, <laughs> so. Uh, so yeah, so uh, my main tip for playing fast is play slow very well, and then speed it up incrementally. Uh, that's, that's the only way to do it. You gotta you gotta crawl before you can walk, brother.
0: Then, enough about Justin's uh, fancy finger work over there. Um, yeah, finger licking good over there. Riffs. Uh, that that concludes our Patreon questions, but we do have one question. Uh, that somebody left via voicemail, right, Tom?
1: That's correct.
0: Yeah, hit me.
2: Hey there, you, uh, heavy hole having heathens. Uh, I just wanted to say thanks for the podcast. It's awesome. Uh, I want to say uh, thanks to Afterbirth for the keeping my balls warm all all winter long with the sweats. There's, uh Nathan, extreme death memes. Also, I want to do uh, say I'm super stoked to see Afterbirth. And uh, Wormhole and Cognitive and so many others at the Don't Get Out of Bed Fest. Super fucking awesome. Also, I'm a defender of Party Slam, which brings me to a question, Will. Uh, I don't want to, you know, dig up old ditches or uh, burn dead witches, but maybe you can tell me about a couple things. Fake joke bands. Um, I've pitched a few bands to some friends and had them referred to as fake joke bands. Uh, Killerus, Guar, and Cannabis Corpse I want to get your opinion on those three. do they qualify as fake joke bands? Because I don't fucking think so. All right, thanks so much for everything. You guys are fucking great. Thanks, Will, Justin, Tom. I fucking love you. Great job. Good night. Fake joke bands. Now,
1: I, I personally, just right off the bat, don't think any of those bands. I don't know Killerus. Okay, I'll be. I'll be honest. Uh, but Guar and Cannabis Corpse do not fall into that category. I'm going to agree right before, uh, well, Will, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, I, um, yeah, I, I have strong feelings on this. First of all, shout out the Don't Get Out of Bed Fest 2021 uh, that he mentioned uh, Monday, June 7th at 1130 uh, a.m. It'll be uh, available for people. You, you got to check out the... Uh, uh, go to Masker Merch. Masker Merch is uh, um, hosting that. MaskerMerch.com uh, if you want to check out how to get tickets and, and stream this uh, event that does feature corpse cognitive, cognitive, uh, half, party cannon, stillbirth, tombs, wormholes, Zenobiotic, a whole bunch of bands. going to be great. Anyway, to answer your question, let, let the hate begin. No. Um, right off the bat, you talk about the party bands. We're talking about party cannon, right? I mean, I took a shot at them. I talked about the Toys R Us logo Uh, in one one episode a few uh, um, weeks back, man, I'll I'll admit it, but I also did say that um, they, it's just my opinion as a listener, first of all, and, like, if you're going to use the Toys R Us logo as your own band's logo, you're going to open yourself up, I think, to a bit of uh, of criticism, mainly, or or elitist metalheads that are not going to give your band a chance. However... To answer your question, the bands you mentioned, you talk, what do you say, Guar, Colliderous, and who? Cannabis Corpse. Cannabis Corpse, or friends, Cannabis Corpse. Here's the thing, is my explanation right there would be that when you talk about like the bands that I'm not a big fan of and I think are a little bit too much for me with the, with the silly stuff, like the, the Ned Flanders band, Max Sabbath, I mean, that stuff is kind of like it's like a, it's just a punchline. It's like an easy punchline. It's like Ned Flanders is not metal, so we're gonna play metal. And it's gonna be Ned Flanders, Ha ha. That's kind of like the joke. Max out, oh, it's this, the it's this, the, the the McDonald's characters, but it's metal. <laughs> uh, like a, it's just like an easy way out, kind of to get like a punchline. I don't know. Whereas Guar kind of created their own lore their own look and everything and um, their their whole own you know their own thing really uh, you gotta look there was a video on instagram i think they were pushing man if it wasn't relapsed then i'm gonna feel bad for saying it but regardless um i'm not as familiar with but it seems like they're more of just like a kind of like a humorous themed you know death metal band maybe or a little bit of an eccentric death metal band but, you know, here's my thing, man. When you just go for the whole blatantly, like, this isn't death metal because it's silly, but we're going to make it because we'll that's the joke. It's not death metal, but we're including it. Like, it's Ned Flanders. It's Ronald McDonald. It's it's the Toys R Us logo. It's like, we, we get it. It's not something you would normally associate with metal. When you're, It's like the fucking shirts that people are making now where it's like, it's just like a rainbow or a unicorn or a kitten, and like the it's words death metal. death metal, yeah, yeah. And there's like even friends of mine that rock that. I'm just like I like it's just the easiest little stupid joke. I, it's so reductive, man.
1: Yeah, cheap jokes. It it is a different ball game. I think Guar is like something else. They're they're more of like a show. They're more akin to Cirque du Soleil
0: performance art. Yeah, they're they, not even human. Yeah, they're not even human. Well, again, th- here's the thing. I don't believe that the Simpsons franchise created the Ned Flanders band, right? Right. It's an independent, th- like, I don't believe that McDonald's created Max Sabbath. I mean, I could just go say I'm going to dress up like Sonic the Hedgehog and play hardcore and got to go fast. Like, someone's going to do that now. They say. But I mean, like, right. if you're just... You're <laughs> you got to get those rings in the pit. You're just taking... Like, there's like Guar invented those characters and invented their, st- like, I mean, right. that's more akin to me of like what you know, Alice Cooper started, you know, 100%. it's yeah, like, dude, yeah, 100%. And I don't
1: think it's, uh, one more thing, I'm just yeah. piggyback on your saying, whatever I said, whatever you were saying, um, it, it's this isn't, uh, limited to death metal, uh, this is just like, uh, shallow jokes have, you know, a, a runtime of, of a few minutes of attention span, you know what I mean, and. Right. Uh, regardless of what genre of music you're doing like you make like the McDonald's thing is only goes so far and and it's like ha ha you did that okay like let me go do well, something like real let me now. let me put yeah. put
0: it this way. Do you guys remember in the 90s they made a Bart Simpson rap album The Bartman was the single?
1: No, I remember people The Bartman but people I, of a
0: certain age remember that or or then they had uh what was the guy's name's um uh man, it's going to bother me. that I don't remember it. Um, Simpsons characters? The cat that sang a song with Paul Abdul, Opposites Attract. Ooh. Um, You know who I'm talking about. His I, name was like something I that. don't know his name. Yeah, whatever, man. He'll, he, that's there. Yeah, we don't remember his name. Exactly. He had his 15 minutes of fame. He has nine lives and he's out. But uh, Scat Cat, it was Scat Cat. Mm. I'm just saying, it's a gimmick. It's cute. You know, they put some money behind it, but it's like at the end of the, you know, and and like that was actually like the the people doing it. Like like that was actually like the the, the corporations responsible for the Simpsons were behind that pushing it. Like you're just taking oh. You just dress up like, like it's, it's like, it's like, you know how many conversations I've, 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 I've witnessed or been part of where you're sitting around drinking with your buddies and you're like, Oh, we should dress up like this and play metal. It'd be funny. And like, you all laugh, but no one actually does it.
2: Yeah. We should you be lettuce, and it's yeah, a salad bag.
0: <laughs> oh, you, hey guys, we should go to the bars in Huntington dress like the Fruit of the Loom guys tonight. It would be funny, but we're not going to do it. It's just like a kind of like a little pipe dream joke you make. But like these guys actually called themselves Max Sabbath and dressed up like the Black Sabbath guy, like Guar. They, they, I mean, you can't compare Guar. Guar was more creative and original than anyone who's going to take an, an established kind of corporate.
1: Yeah, they're, they're more they're more akin to Wayne White, the guy behind all the design for yeah. Pre Horman's Playhouse, and they are a a gimmick like that. And I like I'm not crazy about Guar's music, but I really appreciate what they put into that stuff. They really they're like they're they guys into practical effects. That and, and, I, and they they bring
0: that to the next level and can. that's fucking sick. I respect the visual and performance aspect. I shouldn't say respect, but I, I appreciate the the visual and performance aspect of Guar more than the music, really. It's the musicism, I think. I always thought they would sound like death metal when I was a kid. Me too, yeah. I mean, but, you know, But whatever. Or, you know, like, uh, look at Ghoul. Ghoul really impressed me when I saw them live, too, man. That, yeah. And that's... It's just not the same. It's not a cheap joke or a cheap gimmick. It's, it's not. It's a, a
1: commitment it's, to the bit and yeah. onto Cannabis Corpse. Full transparency, I'm very close with Phil, okay. who's like the the spine behind that that whole project. And I told him while we were drinking and I was like the first time I saw that name Cannabis Corpse, I was like, no, thank you. It's it is obviously a joke. A joke well here's the but, thing. Okay. But that band evolved into something because Phil writes sick music. He never takes the easy route out. Like, he's always just writing crazy shit. Like, there are Cannabis Corpse albums that are better than Cannibal Corpse albums.
0: The, yes, that's debatable. Yeah. Ooh, full now, send
1: on that. Yes. Cannabis yeah. Corpse,
0: yep. well, that's here's the thing. A, legit death metal band. Yes. B, if they're making a joke of anything, they're doing a satire on another death. It's a very. Inside the death metal scene, joke. Yeah. Whereas mm-hmm. is the like the like the, I'm gonna keep saying it. The Ned Flanders and even like even Party Cannon. Shout to them. You know, I'm not trying to disrespect anyone, and they seem to be doing very well, better than any of my bands uh, in terms of support. So I'm not. I don't feel like I'm knocking them or trying to knock them out of the. You're game not exactly or,
1: punching down. Yeah,
0: I'm not punching down. Well, I'm just making the point that like the reason it's not for me, and the reason I don't classify it the same way as like a Cannabis Corpse is because again like it's it you're taking this whole slam thing and you're making i'm from long island bro i grow up watching dehumanized internal bleeding reputilation pyrexia it's not it's not a joke it's not all funny to me it's it's it's, it can be fun but it's not it's it's about expressing something that comes from a more real dark angry place and i mean like i get it people who can people who play technical or intricate music and kind of graduate past a certain level of performance on guitar they want to make fun of slam and they want to make fun of breakdowns and they want to act like it's all stupid and it's all a joke but to me long island style death metal is not a joke and it's not something that you just... And also, to me, and maybe I'm wrong, and maybe we could debate people in these type of bands about it, and they would have a different perspective, but it, to me, it signals that you're not 100% committed. It's almost like if you could laugh it off... In this ironic way you don't have to commit to how deep it really is to you
1: you don't have to put yourself out there either
0: yeah you don't you you know what i mean and that's me and that i think says a lot about me more than it does about these bands in my opinion they would say
1: you're reading too much into the joke
0: man yeah it's just fun and it's and my thing is well if there's not that much to read into to begin with then it's not for me yes you know i don't like death metal and grindcore for like shallow surface value reasons, and I certainly don't... I'm certainly not, like, embarrassed of it to a point where I have to, like, laugh at it just to justify it to people. Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, I can even think of other bands that fall into the category more of, like, what we're talking about, where they bring this humor in, but they're not... It's still not a joke. Uh, Fetopsy. Come on. Well, they're They're a a real death metal. They're a real death metal band, but it's all based around humor and shit like that. See you next Tuesday. Everything about... Their naming scheme for their songs and even their band based in humor. But that band was a sick grind band. Serious shit. Yeah, look at our Sanguasuga boys right there. Yeah.
0: Sanguasuga you know? Bog is not a fake joke band. You I know? feel like they're doing it right. They have a sense of humor. They're willing to get a little bizarre out with it out there. They don't take it too seriously, but at the same time and this see, at the end of the day, any of the bands that I'm gonna defend, the difference to me is I perceive a heartfelt connection to the underground and to death metal culture and history. Mm-hmm. Cannabis Corpse to be in on their jokes, to be it to get the song titles and the album titles right, and the like artwork you and, to and get, and get start those with jokes. A tick
1: of Pox creation and you can go, oh yeah, that's funny because you, yeah, yeah,
0: it's. it's, <laughs> it's, it's yeah. You know, whereas other people, it almost feels like they're making fun of the the bands that we like, or so. You know, I don't know, man. It's I, I I think I tried to explain that as best I, still, I can.
1: I still think left hand pass is just the
0: best name. Yeah, <laughs> and it's not it's just so look <laughs> at me. I'm Ned Flanders, but I play metal. Like it's just yeah. that's so easy. At least you're like making kind of satirical. <laughs> takes That's right. on on cannibal corpse songs which is not something that everyone does i mean it's no like, i mean
1: it's, it's all kinds of shit i mean like i am totally biased i just admit this but like yeah. some of those fucking songs i learned a few of the songs in guitar they're they are hard they are well written and they get me going it's good shit and i'm also biased because nug so vile i open that shit up i'm the first voice on there yeah hell yeah dude oh Hell yeah, dude! And name drop, name motherfucker. It.
0: So, all you fake joke bands out there, listen to any Cannabis Corpse album. It's a real death metal album. Yeah. So, I mean, but yeah, that—that's all I'm going to say about it, man. I feel like I've stated my case.
1: Yeah, dude, you're either the goon, or you're the Undertaker.
0: Well, it's like you're like, right. Yeah. yeah, it's like it's like there's the class clown kid that's making the other kids laugh, but like no, you know, nobody likes it when then there's that there's like that that other kid that's like just. I, I, no, that's not a good analogy. Listen, my, my you know, dad is like my, the class clown, cut class, and listen to death metal.
1: It's like my dad always said uh, it's all fun until it's not fun anymore.
0: Yeah, it's not fun anymore it's, for me. No fun.
1: Listen to Feet Topsy. All
0: right. Uh, we should. So, yeah, thanks, good brother. That, Thank you, for that. Yeah, well, that, well, that was, uh, listen, that was a lot of fun. Shout out to everybody dropping their questions. If you want to drop a voicemail.
1: Yeah, we got that line 631. 837 3274. That's where that voicemail came from. Uh, Nathan called that number. Nathan, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, from Extreme Metal Memes. Ooh, yeah. I successfully memes. memed us. We wow. Got, what a successful meme. That's meme-er. amazing. We got we to gotta change that number. 1 We
0: got We got to change that one time. That one time.
1: Uh,. Yeah, so look, let's wrap this one up quick because, for transparency's sake, we're going to record another episode. Yeah, right here now. we
0: go. Yeah, we're going to do our next Q and A episode. We appreciate you participating. If you want to participate more in the Heavy Hole Podcast, we just told you the voicemail vent. Tell us what you don't like. Tell us if even if you don't like Will. If you're a big fan of all the bands we just said we don't like, then tell us. You know, whatever you got to do. If you want more bonus content, if you can't get enough of the Heavy Hole Podcast, you're obsessed. Chill out. Stop. No, go to Heavy Hole Podcast. <laughs> On Patreon. Go to heavyhopepodcast.com. The links are there for our Patreon with all of our bonus episodes. Uh, you can check us out on all the different social medias. Sometimes we do little videos on IG. It's great. Um, all that stuff is cute. Anyway, uh, I got I got another question. Uh, Justin. What's up? How many ri How, how many riffs... How... <laughs> is, how... I would just fade the music over me struggling.